Unfunny Nerd Tangent. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. Today we are talking Avengers Endgame. After 22 Marvel films, we are finally here to talk you through everything that happened in that incredible three-hour film. I, as always, am your host, Hot Podcast Garbage Sprung, and we are joined by a cast of interesting Marvel castaways. From down under, he's got beers in the bucket and a brand new hammer that won't pull him off, and now a man that can accurately cosplay as Thor, it's Captain Boomerang, Grieg. Hi, I'm here. Um, uh, oh, anyway, sorry, you go ahead. And also joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. Wait, wait, sorry, hang on, hang on. I have to step in. This is this isn't right. What's going on? How are, how are you, the host sprung? This is. I mean, I've I've always hosted this show. I don't I don't really know what you're talking about. No, no, something's not right. Hang on a minute. Let me just let me just dive into my sort of bag of time stones here. I have to go back and fix this. Hold on a second. Hello and welcome to Unfunny Nerd Tangent episode 75 and our spoiler review of Avengers Endgame. My name is Greg, aka Captain Boomerang, here through the power of the Time Stone to host a podcast that isn't afraid to create a dark parallel universe so long as we get to undust a few sentimental favourites along the way. Today, firstly, I'm joined by a man whose love of Fortnite, beards and beer is equaled only by his hatred of Captain America Civil War. His various online usernames also contain the number 69. He often finds himself trying to turn the Power Stone into some kind of purple snack and one day hopes to also jab something into Natalie Portman. From <laughs> attackofthedad.com, he's Unfunny Nerd Tangent's very own talking tree. It's Tim Agni. I think I'm definitely worthy of the screen name Moobmaster69. <laughs> if not you who else come on <laughs> and uh once again the master of the mind stone he mostly uses it to cheat at paper football and steal people's wi-fi passwords a man willing to shoot and kill his 2014 self he idolizes brie larson but not for her tank top but for the dazzling new haircut and he can't wait for his fingers to snap before the rest of his body does he is inevitable, and that's because he's the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz. Oh, I'm pretty sure everything snapped. Something went haywire in my ears yesterday, and I couldn't get off the couch. <laughs> I am. I really am. <laughs> Youngest person on this first... podcast and still old. <laughs> our first guest today and member of the Commonwealth is nothing short of a culinary genius, but only on Earth. Having said that, we'd all jump off a cliff to not only obtain the soul stone, but sit down to his worthy of Mjolnir waffles. He is willing and able to use knives to challenge your leadership, but chooses not to in preference of letting his hair grow out and eating peanut butter sandwiches. Coming to us from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, on your left, it's Craig DeCruz. Whoa, hello, hello, hello. Uh, next up, also a fellow member of the Commonwealth. He's already used the Space Stone to transport himself from Canada all the way to Phoenix, Arizona. And with a raccoon on his shoulder, he once grew to giant size to punch a ravenous moose right in the junk. 
He also wields a surname so powerful that if you were to attempt to say it, your body would crumble as your mind collapses into madness. Just kidding. Welcome back to Mike De Pasquale. How's it going, eh? <laughs> Two Canadians on the show. Anything can happen. <laughs> there's going to there's gonna be a moose running. Don't worry. Yeah. It's going to be and, a sticky situation with maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least... Our final guest once wielded the reality stone in late 2016, and despite the opinions of 98% of scientists, still believes that time travel is a myth. However, he's now fresh out of the hot tub time machine, his wife still never buys anything he buys for her, and yes, his car horn plays La Cucaracha. (laughs) Despite it all, he is most certainly the proud owner of America's ass. He is the world's greatest gnome salesman. It's Mateo Morales. That is America's ass. You know that? <laughs> you are definitely America's ass. I'm America's ass. <laughs> at, least, at least the hole. Anyway. <laughs> or the jack. Or the jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Avengers Endgame, it took 22 films and 11 years, but it's finally here. Uh, and of course, we're going to break down the plot and the characters and all the spectacle and all that kind of stuff. But first up, I just want to see like if with one sentence, can you guys sort of give me an initial summary? Like Jared, you want to you want to go first? Oh, I've got to go first for the initial summary. I, I think it would. I think my initial summary would be almost perfect ending to the saga that we've seen so far. I, I think that would be my one sentence summary there. Nice. What about you, Tim? Um, it's uh, Avengers, the greatest hits album. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> All right, uh, Mateo, one sentence, remember? <laughs> one sentence. That just, that just cost us $7,600. <laughs> no, no. We added it up. Oh, oh, the to- the total group cost twenty two. No, per person. Yeah, twenty two movies, twenty two dinners, drinks, lost productivity, seventy six hundred dollars. It didn't build in the the thing where like you and I buy the Blu rays, or like when I have to go back again to take my kids to see the movie. Yeah, well, we spend a shit ton of money on this. Yeah. But you say lost hours at work and productivity. None of us keep working after like three o'clock in the afternoon. None of us are functioning. We're just on Facebook and Twitter. I'm available 24 hours a day. Yeah, but you're not actually doing quality work, so. Aww. Aww. <laughs> All right, Mike, what were, your, what were your thoughts? A single tear rolls down my cheek and cuts through my boasting smile. <laughs> Thank you, Austin nice. Wilde. <laughs> <That's, laughs> to sum it up, that's how I. Cool. And uh, and Craig, what was your what was your summary? Uh, I would say amazing storytelling. It, uh, took twenty two movies to get there, and it finished off amazing. Cool. Well, it seems yeah, it seems like we're all pretty <clears throat> positive on it. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be, to be honest. I mean, there's a few people that are going to have nitpicks and stuff like that, and I'm and I'm sure we'll get to a couple ourselves. But yeah, in general, uh, yeah. Pretty much the best way to, to wrap up this stage of, of the MCU, in my opinion. So the easiest way I figured to, to do this, because it's such a massive movie, is uh, we're just going to break it down sort of as it went. So, of course, though, we did open the movie with the scene that we predicted 
way back on our Infinity War episode, and uh, we watched Hawkeye, of course, get to watch his family ash away uh, on their little Ninja Turtles farm. So I'm just wondering, like, Matteo. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the Ninja Turtles farm. It's, just, it's the exact same place. Is it actually? Um, where, where was Casey Jones? <laughs> Like from the yeah. first, from the first news. No, he's just kidding. He's just, being. It, it's just re- reminiscent of that. <laughs> and they have Raphael in the bathtub upstairs. And yeah, there was no mention yeah. of grapes of wrath. You're gonna be okay, Raph. Let's get him some food. Oh, <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> so yeah, Matteo, um, I just wondering because you were on our Infinity War show. How how you how'd you feel? Is that first uh, off that being the opening? First off, remember he did, he doesn't actually see them go right. He turns and he comes back and they're gone. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like one, sort of, like one or two of his kids were still like there, but he went off like murdering a bunch of people. <laughs> and, uh, he can't find like, his his one son is just like, Dad, on. Dad. Uh, I'm ready to put mayonnaise on my hot dog now, Dad. Where'd you go? Oh, is ketchup yeah. that bad? Of a choice? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Obscure reference. Yeah. But um, no, I thought it was it was a hell of a way to start. You know what? It was just a sad enough a way to start to get you ready for what was two hours. Of the saddest shit I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a heart wrenching story. That that was definitely the gut punch way to start it off. Mm-hmm. Like that was, a, but it had to, it had to get us back into that place. Like yeah, the, you had the the mentally place reset where Infinity War left us, and it did a really good job of it. it. And it made sense and it fit for what they were planning to do. Especially with you wanted to kind of pick up where they left off after Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But then you need to make a time jump and to do it with, to not have anything to reset that place, like you said, Tim. That feeling, that emotion, they would have need it would have missed something. That, that initial punch, like you said, reset your mind to yeah. right after the snap. Everybody wondering what's happening. To then be able to jump that couple years into the future and seeing the ash where you actually yeah, saw the ash happen yeah. really brought you back to the story. So they, yeah, they forced everyone. you to eat like two hours of pain soup. To really, really enjoy the end. With I mean, it was still there three hours of pain soup. I'm saying two hours, no, two hours of pain soup to get the satisfaction out of that yeah. rush. Yeah. And then more pain soup. Yeah. And then more pain soup. It, it, there was like 15 minutes where it wasn't pain. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a really good 15 minutes, but it was... Sure was. I'm, I'm glad they didn't do sort of like a... Um, a recap or a flashback or something like it just you know like there wasn't any images of thanos doing the snap or anything like that it was just yeah. we know you saw the last movie so let's get into it type of thing so there's a there's a few occasions where the movie doesn't waste any time and it, 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 the biggest one i think was at the very start because like we see we see the hawkeye family stuff and then it goes straight to tony stark with nebula uh, in space and of course that was sort of the initial trailers was like look Tony's trapped in space he's going to die and everyone's like he's not going to die in space like come on um, but he's going to so die just, yeah <laughs> but so they straight away have him rescued from space by by Captain Marvel essentially which I thought it was good just to get to it straight away that they didn't waste time like one here's Captain Marvel we know you know who she is and two we're not going to bother trying to tease like that Tony's going to starve to death in space for 40 minutes of the movie and then have him turn up with the rest later on. It's like, now let's just get him um, straight into it. Yeah. yeah, basically everything we'd seen in the uh, previews was in the first like five, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
that you see Thanos walk through the thistle once. You see his his uh, he's, he's picking a pineapple. Yeah, he's yeah. making a pizza later. <laughs> he really is the worst person in the galaxy. Thanks for reaffirming that. Is he though? I still. Mm. He's putting pineapple on pizza. It's I like, over. I like how Thanos just proves that, like, for any humanoid life form, like the most comfortable thing you can wear is just some Levi's and a T-shirt. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from in space. You got two arms and two legs. That's how you dress. Well, he kind of had an arm and a half at that point. Mm. Before, before we get to that little sort of, before we get to meet Thanos again, basically in this, I just wondered how you guys thought about like Tony and Nebula together on the ship. Like, I thought it was a good little insight into nebula's character there when uh like tony they're playing paper football and, and tony's like oh you won well done and she like the look on her face is just like shit like i won something like yeah, she doesn't she, you know because we know that she's been beaten by gamora over and over again and that's why thanos keeps adding like robot parts to her and stuff but yeah like her reaction to winning that that paper football game and then sort of looking after tony you know carrying him into his little Deathbed, in a sense, which yeah, she <laughs> gave him a of the food. Yeah, she has like through through the Marvel movies since Guardians when we met her, one of the best character arcs and development. And I think you know, for somebody who's playing somebody who's robotic, it's really well done. The emotion and all that, like it, it. She doesn't get the attention that a lot of the other characters do, but there's been really good development with her from the total enemy to at the end, pretty much the. Saved it, like, well, and she's really the only one that did it on her own. Too. Yeah, like, she chose to change from good to bad. She wasn't under like some spell or some kind of yeah influence. She just realized what she wanted and changed as a person. Yeah, she's an interesting character. Yeah. I really think she's yeah, the only sure. one that made that transformation on her own. Yeah, like oh, Loki. No, 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 no. It could be argued Loki sort of bit. has a similar role, but his is more like he still he still betrays Thor and he's still kind of out for himself. You know, to a degree, um, but yeah, Nebulas is a complete, almost a complete 180 from where we first saw her in uh, the first Guardians movie. It, it yeah. was Gamora a bit, but Gamora wasn't really forcing. She was showing Gamora her. Drank her over. She, she she was she was showing her the way more than force. It wasn't as forced. It wasn't as beat mm. into her. It was it was show her the option. Show her what's right. She makes her own choices in the end. Yeah, I was thinking like versus Bucky, who who like the Winter Soldier, who was actually like under mind control, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and had to go to Wakanda to get deprogrammed in a new arm. Yeah, but but she wouldn't have she wouldn't have been sealed in her like mental evolution had Gamora not died. But she that was, was still the thing already that took her all the way to the edge. That that took her all the way, but she was already turned fully against Thanos. So she would. Yeah. It, it was really that Gamora's death is really what switched her full to be with everybody else. That that, that was the, that she needed the rest of them too. But she was already on that path. She was already on the good side at that point. And that's and that's an important point too because she and then they show it to us later in this movie. There's one point where she really wanted to please Thanos. Where like that was what she was all about. She was all in yeah. on, on being a bad guy, whereas Gamora probably never was. Like, she was always looking for an out, always looking for a way to defeat Thanos, um, but getting close to him, like, as a means to that end. Yeah. Even back in the 2014 scene, she was refusing to bow to Thanos, right? Yeah. This, though, also leads to one of the best jokes they set up, where Gamora knocks the shit out of Star-Lord. 
quote. <laughs> no, yeah. I was that was my boyfriend. It was him or a tree. It was him or a tree. Yeah. That's freaking awesome writing. Right in the middle of the shit. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I like that little we got a little bit of a, a glimpse of, of Tony and Nebula there because they don't sort of really interact after that in the movie. It, it, it's sort of Nebula's off with other characters and stuff, but once they return to Earth and sort of join the Avengers that are left, like it's pretty much Bruce Banner, Captain America, Rocket, Thor, Black Widow, and and Rhodey. Um, I just thought like this this part in particular was amazing. I just thought it, there's little, it's only a little scene, but the little back and forth between Tony and Steve, like Downey Jr. just nailed it. Like he straight up calls out the Avengers for not being proactive about the whole, you know. Um, suit of armor around the world and then like he just confronts steves with like i have nothing for you he's like no trust liar it's like fuck man that's brutal like i just loved that line from him it's just like holy shit like tony's still pissed oh yeah what's funny is he's he's still pissed but he's probably like the happiest personally you've seen him with, with the daughter and with was talking about before that. Before well, no, no, when he comes yeah, back from space. Oh, oh like, when, when, when he basically collapses because he oh, yeah. is malnourished. He breaks right. off. Yeah. Sorry, wrong period. <laughs> no, yeah, they're back inside Avenger Hitler. Yeah. And yeah, he's had days to think about it too, right? Like stewing on that ship in space for, what was it, 21 days or 23 yeah. days? Like just probably stewing on it about how he was right and everyone else was wrong. Yeah. That, and they never explained how uh, Carol found them, but she did. Well, if they can, I just figured if they can, if they've got long range planet tracking things where they can find yeah. like the stones and Thanos and that, I guess they could just look for, like Rocket would know what their ship, you know, it emits some kind of energy or something, you know, like they just track it with that or, or Rocket knows where the ship is or something. That was my guess. So, yeah. But yeah, but again, I liked that they didn't they didn't sort of waste time with that either. It was just like, yep, go get him, right? Bring him back. There he is. So yeah, but yeah, I think so. Uh, straight away though, the movie messes with our expectations because they kill Thanos in the first act. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like really early. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really um, didn't see that coming actually. No, but what- they just turn up and and yeah. Um, so, like, Craig, I was wondering what you thought. Like, I really liked Thor's line about, like, going for the head, <laughs> finally. Um, but, yeah, I just wondered how, how you thought about it. The the opening sort of five, ten minutes, it's like, right, Tony's back. He's okay. We've got him back on Earth, and we're going to go kill Thanos, and they do. But then there's not much they can do about it because he's already destroyed the stones. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. There was, like, a – I saw it, what, like – second day that it was open and there was like a collective gasp when Thor beheaded him where it was like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, is the movie over? Like, what the hell? Like, it it was pretty sweet. Like just knowing like, okay, now where do they go with this? Right. Like it was, uh, um, I thought it was really great because it just kind of set up, uh, you kind of, everyone had their own fan theories of, okay, this is how they're going to do it or this is how it's going to happen. And then it, didn't happen that way right off the bat. And you're like, all right, cool. Where do they go from here? Right. Um, and then I like that 
you know, you kind of, they so they showed so many things in like the trailers or the little preview clips that you see online and you kind of forget as you're watching it, like, okay, where's Ant-Man, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> at that moment in time, you're like, holy shit, what's going on? Like, he's dead. Thanos is dead. Stones are gone. All right, where do we go from here? And then everything kind of ties in. I think it points to a, a, a notion that was carried along in the last like couple films is there was a lot of things they could have done that would have never led to this. How many, how many times did they so come so close to just making sure this never happened? Right. Yeah. Vision. Yeah. They could have just blown up vision. <laughs> he would have never completed the goal. But see, we would have been good. But here's the question. See, there's something, there something to that. Where had they blown up vision earlier? If they don't, once Thanos had the time stone, he had it, it, he, Yeah, he just re rewind it <laughs> back because the time stone does not have the limitation of time travel that the rest of us do in the quantum realm and all that. He, he could have just gone and done whatever. And the, one of the things that was weird, you know, and, and probably getting this more with what they did with Thanos was it seemed fairly easy to kill him in, the, in that beginning sequence. And then you look at how hard in the end sequence it is to fight that 2014 Thanos. He's almost stronger than when they were fighting him on Titan and he had a couple stones. Like th there, there was a big gap in his level of strength. But well, you're also forgetting that he out. had already blown out the stones. Did you see the side of his face? Yeah. Remember what Tony looked like after he? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's he all fucked he was, up when they got He gone. was worn. And he's yeah. like, worn huh. Also, he didn't have same the ambition same. of a person. Who wanted to win? Yeah, he, was, he, he already he was won. like, I won. You do whatever you want. I've already. You can kill me. I've won. I'm resting. I've achieved my life goal. Fuck you guys. I'm here. Well, you're gonna kill me. You're gonna kill me. That's what's happens next. Yeah. yeah, he was. Doesn't he make mention of the fact that this is the look of a person who's already achieved what he's wants? Yeah, he's like, I'm done. That's yeah. a, that's a, the person yeah. that they go back to fight. That that took a long time. Wait, yeah, twenty oh twenty fourteen. That was that, that we should maybe talk about that difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just thought that like they they've started it off with a bang, like by just going right. Here's Tony. There's Thanos. We're gonna go get him. So, oh shit, we're going this straight away. Okay, like Captain Marvel just says, let's just go get him, and they're like, what, just like that? Yeah, let's go. Right. You didn't have me. Yeah. It's like Count Dooku. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, well, hang on a minute, we need to spend 20 minutes getting, you know, plot ready. It's like, no, there's no time for that. Like, we just got to go. And they go, and yeah, I, I did like that. Like, I was surprised that they took him down so quickly and easily. But then, yeah, when you think about it, when he says, like, I used the stones to destroy the stones and it nearly killed me, you're like, yeah, this is not, like, he's not in any shape to fight at the moment. He's, he's sort of barely alive. So, um, and then you do have some of the more powerful characters there taking him down. So like Captain Marvel and Thor's got Stormbreaker. So in his well, defense, that's five years, right? Yeah. There's a big difference between being 35 and being 40. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they kill him before like, the, yeah, they kill yeah, him before, before the time jump. Yeah. But when that does happen, oh, there was five years. But he's five years. When that does happen, and it's done the 2014. It's in the 2014 one. Yeah. yeah. But he's not five years older than the one who fought on Titan or anything like that. So, even though he had the stones on Titan, yeah, they're, they're, but, that's only maybe a period of a, a week or two. Yeah, yeah, between those two scenes, because he blew up the stones 
not long after the snap, just so that they couldn't come find him and undo it. Well, so he was yeah, sitting he was, there for very long time to get that. He was more than a month because Tony 20, was 23 days. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so, so it was a couple months. Yeah. They didn't just go like that. Wait, Craig, yeah. Craig has a hard number. Wait, what is it? It's Well, I guess you guys are right, though. But it was 23 days from when Tony was in space to coming back to the Avengers compound. So, yeah, if whenever Tony was healed up, however long that took. But it, it, it was less than a month yeah. from the snap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they it's twenty. It's twenty-two days that Tony's in space, and then when they go to, to get Thanos, they say that like you used the stones three days ago. So okay. <clears throat> it's like nineteen days after the snap or something like that that he destroyed the stones. So, and then yeah, he's just been picking pineapples or whatever, like Tim said. <laughs> All right, they go back. He couldn't even walk a flight of stairs. The go back and delete like, my comment. Yeah, like but yeah, when that um, <clears throat> when they when the Avengers kind of stand there and go like, oh shit, we did actually lose, and we we can't do anything about it. Once that five years later comes up on the screen, like it's they did such a good job of ramming that home because it's it's not five years later, it's five years later. So you really like, oh, oh fuck, like <laughs> okay, that, that this isn't going to be a quick fix. They really did lose, and and the, our characters really do have to live with that like for five years. So. I remember the first the first showing I saw of it, you could hear people sort of softly gasping in the theater, like, "Oh, like five years! Oh shit!" You know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. such a shocking and a, and a final way to drive home the fact that like Thanos did do it. He, he won. Like, there's not they 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 can't fix it as of yet. Um, and of course, we we get the the five year jump, <clears throat> and I like that it starts with Steve Rogers doing what he can't. Then he's trying to help people move on, even though he can't move on himself. So, like Jared, I just wondered how you felt about the like skipping forward five years, like sort of. I'm not going to say with a snap, but yeah, you know, <laughs> like straight away. I, I liked it because it gave some sense of like finality to what Thanos did. It it it, it meant that they couldn't just undo exactly what happened. It, it couldn't be completely erased clean that there was going to be some lasting impact to that um, on other than just our heroes who knew what happened. So, it, you know, in the way it played out, it did do that, that there was that time gap for everybody. Um, one thing I thought was really weird with what they did was they made everything seem so desolate. That's what like, I was it, 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 was, it wasn't like it was half the population. It was like it was three quarters of the population or more because it was so, – it, it, it's – the post-apocalyptic type situation. It was half of all living beings, wasn't it? Yeah. Because the half the birds were gone. Yeah. Half of everything. Yeah. yeah. In, in the galaxy. But yeah. it's it still, you looked at a city like San Francisco, you cut half the population. It's still big. It's, it's still It's affordable again. It's affordable. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like it was in like what? 60s? Yeah. Like they, they had the garbage piled up. Yeah. And, it, it was like everything completely... Stop. They would have kind of like had time to get the infrastructure going again in five yeah. years. Also, Major League Baseball would not have stopped. Like they would no. even even if the whole National League was gone, which I think is what happened in the snap because the movie. The movie <laughs> <didn't match. laughs> I was I was joking about this during the movie, and Jared was like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "The Mets are gone. That means the Yankees are still there." <laughs> I think I think what they're trying to I think what they're trying trying to drive home was the fact that. Even if half of 
to human beings were alive that a lot of people like what you saw with Steve Rogers talking to all these people kind of just shut down. So humanity as we know it just shut down. So yeah, there could have been, you know, doctors or whatever, but they lost, you know, their family and they might've committed suicide or uh, just went homeless or whatever it is just because they were so in a deep like depression from kind of what happened. It just seemed like everything was even five years later, everything was just glum. People were still searching for answers or searching for their loved ones or whatever. It's just, it's so far away from what we see when, when crazy things like that happen, it usually brings people together and there's hope. Like if, if a country is torn apart by war five years later, uh, there's still rubble around, but you know, the, the atmosphere is back to what it was and people are moving on and everybody's trying to get back to the way life was. Basically this looked like that they just took the set from I am legend with Will Smith yeah. and just re-rolled over the top of it. Well, yeah. the, it was the, pretty dead. The part that I found kind of weird is that he's still Captain America. He still like means something to the, to the country and he's in a little tiny, like five person support group. I feel like that could have been a bigger group. He could have been on a stage. It's just, it, it seems that seems so in keeping with his character, though. Like it, it really just seems like what what he would want to do in the situation. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'd want to be up there doing panels to a bunch of people. He'd want to be able to get personal with. You know, he'd rather probably do multiple of them a day with groups of five to ten than do like one big, you know, hour lunch. Yeah. He, he he his personality is he wants that connection. He yeah, wants, he said like, he, he couldn't he couldn't be like a like a televangelist, like telling everybody, here's what we got to do to move on. Yeah, but wait, okay, you want to dip reality into this one? You don't think that America wouldn't come back in five years? It would, it would probably be better than what we saw. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it was a little... I like Craig's summary of it, where it's like, it's not so much that things can't continue, it's just that people are so depressed that they just can't be bothered. But, but it it's was like so... A, you know, it was so desolate. Like there, there was nothing when Scott's walking around. Like nothing. There would be some activity. Like well, what, it, might have, it might have been that people have all moved out of the slummy kind of small house areas. Everybody's living in mansions and stuff in Manhattan. Well, wait, 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 wait. Where those houses were in San Francisco was not slummy. That, that's kind of, like well, they might be in those terms. Well, the most the most populated area we see. Is actually at in San Francisco at the like I'm not going to call them the graves, but like the oh, yeah. the monuments to all yeah. the people that mm-hmm. vanished. Like so, there's like there's a quite a lot of people there. So yeah. I guess like that's sort of not the place to be, but you know like that's where you're probably going to find most people. <laughs> oh, meet you down oh, at the monument. Yeah. Right. And then Hawkeye Hawkeye turns to Ronan and runs to Japan. There's people around partying. Yeah. There's people that's around. There's, there's life really around. Busy over there. Yeah. Yeah, he's still going to yeah. kill the Yakuza. <laughs> and, and the Mexican yeah. drug cartel. Those guys, the, oh, yeah. the criminals, they get along just fine. They're like, hey, yeah, we're just Maybe dead. Thanos just got rid of all the boring people that love watching the Mets. Could be it. That could be it. <laughs> I, think, I think Mets fans are probably more interesting than Yankees fans, just in my really? experience. Like of the, probably of the more tolerable. You think about like the celebrities who like the Mets. They're Those 30,000 like, people sitting in a stadium watching grown men play catch? Yeah, yeah I was oh, going to okay. say, I think baseball fans are generally had they gone over to a soccer it's field, a there might have been like a more ruckus like happening mm-hmm. going on. All you need is a ball and then twenty two people willing to run around in a circle. Come on, that would be a real tragedy <laughs> if baseball was gone but soccer stayed. Soccer, yeah. stayed. soccer. It's primitive. Soccer remains. It has, yeah. There's a primitive love to that. Mm. 
Soccer, you need people running the boards. I mean, you have to have electricity. This is, I was immediately when I saw that stuff, I'm thinking like, okay, um, you've lost engineers, you've lost this, you've lost that. How are they doing to generate electricity? I got to tell you, 50% of engineers suck anyways. Someone has to run the plant though. <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty of good ones there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I one little note or two little notes I've got about Steve's little um, therapy session there. There is a couple of cameos which are pretty interesting. One of them is um, Joe Russo, who's one of the, the two directors. Um, he's the guy who tells the story of how he went on a date and they, they both ended up crying, like one cries at the salads and one cries just before dessert. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, there was the fact director that the, cameo. The director was talking about it was the first time that they really pushed out the fact that there was like a, a, a representation of a gay relationship in the, in the movie. Yeah, it was a pretty minor one. Yeah. But. Yeah. Still, you know. Um, that, and then that's the until other... Kara shows up with her new haircut. Is Russo is Russo gay? Is he out? I have no idea. I don't, I, I don't care. I don't think he is. Oh, no. I mean, because it's a directorial point to like kind of want to add that in to kind of make it open the it's, door. It's Marvel been a long standing criticism of Marvel and, and comic movies that it hasn't been enough of a thing. So I don't know that he is that that. Huh. What's the criticism? That there hasn't been enough representation of LGBTQ yeah. characters? Yeah. Oh, it's not like Green Lantern. Oh, okay. What? That was a well, the other. DC. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, other, horrible uh, movies? Yeah, they, they've avoided horrible movies. <laughs> what were you going to say, Greg? The, uh, the other cameo that they're in that scene is, um, which is quite interesting, um, they, there's a guy who sort of looks a bit like Heisenberg. <laughs> He's sitting there in the day, and he actually asks Joe Russo a question. It says something about like, oh, you know, then what happened or something like that. That guy is Jim Stalin, and he's the guy that created Thanos. So they gave oh, him a little nod cool. as well, which I thought was cool. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. The guy, the guy who copied Thanos off of uh, Jack Kirby's Dark Side. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, once again, Marvel did it better. Dude, you're shitting on Jack Kirby, the guy who, like, created all I, the Marvel. I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm more shitting on yeah. DC for dropping the ball on that one. <laughs> we'll just never yeah. see dark side in the movie and we have to nope. live with that yeah i did think it was funny though that like you've got joe russo there but not anthony russo so it's like why not why not have both directors it's like well because half of everyone got snapped away so uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was because one guy's got to be behind the camera somebody's yeah. got the other one's gone. somebody's still got to direct <laughs> speaking uh, of tell cameos it, tell that to kevin smith he doesn't bother oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the cameo yeah. for stan this time was that was that generated? No, that was his yes. last film cameo. They made he him look younger, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. They made him look younger, but he was he actually filmed the role. This was the, the last one he filmed. Was it? It was good. I liked it. Yeah. It was, it was in full Mark, Mark Maron appearance in that one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's great what's great is is that so uh, Mateo's wife had sent us all uh, um, Website that was best times to pee during the movie. And it was spoiler free. And they said, it was like, okay, in New Jersey, right after the car rolls by. It's like, how am I going to know which car rolls by? And why is that relevant? Then it went, oh, time to go pee. Yeah. Did you see me split? <laughs> no, I went. You stayed. I think I split for the next one. Which yeah, is the, I don't, there, that was the last one. Right. The other one, the next one, no, was the one that the time stone. As soon as he, he secures the time stone, run to the bathroom. Oh. Like as soon as you, as soon as, what was it in the, in the web? It was as soon as, as soon as the Hulk finds what he's looking for. 
Okay, I think that was before because the one mm-hmm. I said was had was what they said was the last opportunity. To and I, I held out. I was like, do I have to? Do I not? You know, fuck it. I'm well, just going to go before you. That yeah. was before. I, I, I was just in the mindset of I do not want to be at all distracted during the last hour of this movie. So yeah. I can't believe I didn't go to the restroom once for that whole movie. Not, even in the in the previews, yeah. I made it too. Yeah. yeah, you did too. We held strong. Bravo! I had two large yeah. drinks. That sucker yeah. had to go. Yeah, that and it three times didn't pee once. Thank really? You. Uh, I said three times. <laughs> Dude, seriously? You just go beforehand and yeah. afterwards. It's did you have a drink during the movie? Yeah. Yep. I did. Wow. It's self control. You got a Commonwealth bladder, my friend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We have to learn to pee our full names in the snow in grade six. That's how you Hold test on. out a sixth Wait grade a in Canada. Hold on. You got to understand. We're watching this movie together. In the previews, there's a preview for Charmin where the bear comes on screen oh, and starts yeah. pouring water out of a cup. Like, just now is a good time to go it's to like, the bath. You ever think about it? You should go to the bathroom before the movie starts. <laughs> I look at the screen. I'm like, ah, oh, dang it, I'm running. But at least we had a bathroom right next to our theater. Yep. Thank you, whoever designed AMC. You're welcome. No kidding. I didn't put. <laughs> I hate going to a movie where the bathroom is all the way on the other side. It's like a five minute run to get to the bathroom. I think it's just luck of the draw, man. It's just yeah, where it really is. is. No, but I mean, it, it, it seems like the ones when you go to Tuki. There's like a good spread of bathrooms. It's, they do have well-designed pee stations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the That's movie. Now. It's yeah. about the experience, <laughs> man. When you're yeah, going to do well, three hours plus... Speaking Mateo, of, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mateo, speaking of peeing your pants, Scott Lang escapes from the quantum realm there. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he gets out of the quantum realm. He goes to the Avengers compound and of course we have that whole little time travel story uh back and forth where they're like no it's not a time machine or okay it's a time machine <laughs> like it's typical sort of paul rudd stuff which is yeah. which was great but yeah tim you got any thoughts on ant-man for this one like i i thought his role was pretty much perfect like not too much and just funny enough yeah i thought so too i, I was just wondering how you're doing after they called back to the future bullshit <laughs> oh, it's just a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they think they know. Whatever. It's Silly just a movie. movie. I'm not angry at all. Yeah, they made fun of Back to the Future. They made fun of Big Lebowski. Um, I don't think they made fun and, of And, and goddamn, Mateo stepped all over that goddamn joke. <laughs> it's like, we can all see it coming. And Mateo's going to go, yeah. hey, Lebowski, before it even happened. It's like, <laughs> that is not, that's not even what I said. You really, said something really like, that one over why does he look like Big Lebowski? Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever like it was. Yeah, what I said. You still stepped, you stepped on a bunch of shit in this that no, we got see coming. My, my best step was when Renner touches uh, Scarlett Johansson on the head for the first time. And I leaned over to Vance and go, tag, you're it. Yeah. <laughs> That's inside, inside baseball. Thank you very much. That's a reference to the movie Tag with Jeremy Renner, for those of you. And if you haven't seen it, tag. go see it now. Is it on HBO? I think so. Who Go knows? see it. So yeah, I, I feel like um, Ant Man's role. I think that's what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> do, really, do, really, do you not like know the name of this podcast? <laughs> Unfunny nerd tangent. Go ahead. So uh, yeah, I think they use them like just right. I'm always afraid because I'm a huge Paul Rudd, uh, Paul Rudd fan, but 
I'm always weary that a little too much might might be a little too much overwhelming and make it into more of a comedy um, than it should be. But I think they used him perfectly in this. And even the Ant-Man character himself, he actually got really involved this time and like really did some good stuff. I was really happy with his performance. And they, they didn't try to make him like a Tony Stark-level genius either. They, they got him to the point where, like, I understand this stuff yeah. this much, but now I need some help. Hey, Tony, like, can, can you help me out? Yeah, Tony, Bruce, uh, yeah. you got it from here? <laughs> Dude, the best Rudd scene, though, is him sitting in the, in the diner with Professor Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Fanboying <laughs> off the fact that he's not getting any love. Yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with Rudd is every time you put him in a scene, you run the risk of it becoming a romantic comedy. Because women love Paul Rudd. Oh. Well, it, so Sam's rewatching Friends, uh-huh. and it just had the thing where Paul Rudd shows up. And I'm like, he looks the goddamn same. It's been 20 years. The guy doesn't age. A bit. Yep. Yeah, that's why women love him. He's funny. He's handsome. <laughs> like, you could get him. Like, women are like, oh, he's just handsome enough that I could love him for life. And I could get him. He's not like when you, see, the, you see Thor. He's the ultimate god. Well, wait a second. Thor, Thor in this movie, most is most most could get him. <laughs> the, the, the body shape of Thor in this movie is similar to what's around this table right now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, much better than I am still. Shh. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, you could still see the abs through the fence. Yeah, ah. it's like, if you're seeing my everyone, abs, everyone was uh, everyone was laughing in the theater about his body, and I'm like, aw. Yeah, they're laughing at us. They're laughing at Dad Bod. <laughs> that's not yeah. even Dad Bod. That's a little bit more. That's a little more. That's a lot yeah, of beard. I, I think we, people are laughing not not so much in like a fat shaming kind of way, but as as we've subverted this thing is you know oh, we've Thor, yeah. we've, we've talked at length about how like the the whole point of Marvel movies is to show us like really hot shirtless guys, um, you know, in, in a tradition that goes. I think the Thor was Thor the first one, or was Captain America the first one? I think it was. What? Who, who did the? Which one came out first? Thor was Thor Captain was America. Captain no. America. No. No, Captain America, the first Captain America. Thor came out before Captain America. Really? Before the I... first one? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it, was Thor, it was Thor, then Captain America. And, yeah, and, and and it was just a it was a competition to see how can we raise the bar on on male shirtlessness. And then to finally get us to this point um, where, you know, now now we see Thor looking like this. That it was that subversion of uh, what we've come to expect from these movies that I think really made us laugh more so than like, oh, ha, ha, he's fat. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just such a shock as well to see him like that. You're like, holy fuck, because yeah. there's nothing in the marketing or anything. It's all just short haired, you know, um, Thor with his his axe and his his Thor outfit and all that. It's, there's nothing about it even suggests that like, oh no, look, he's he's Lebowski Thor. Right. And now, <laughs> now you can pre-order the Lebowski Thor Funko Pop, but he's not available till June. Are you serious? Yeah, that's awesome. But he's on Amazon right now. You can pre-order it. I, I love that. Uh, it's not like he fixed himself during the movie. Either. That was him for the whole. He wasn't all you of know, a sudden skinny again. You, I still get the sense that if, if he just like believed in himself a little bit harder, that he would just be skinny again. But <laughs> I like to believe that too. Yeah. That, that if you just believe a little harder, he could right. be skinny again. I love that even his mom gave him shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eat, a salad. <laughs> eat, a, eat a salad. Eat a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people now a lot more comfortable cosplaying as Thor. I can tell you that. Right 
<laughs> turn up, grab the hammer, turn up. What are you? I'm Thor. Sure you yeah. are. Cool, bro. Yeah, I, I don't think Tim realizes he now looks more like Thor than like uh, Aquaman. It's a, <laughs> Can you do Lebowski with like a hammer this season for... for uh... For, for Halloween, that would be oh, so awesome. I've, I've, I've been thinking about it. You, you grow the hair out and you throw a wig on you or something and just drag that hammer around, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know what you need to build? A hammer that I you said can fill with beer. They already have that. You can buy that. Can you? Oh, yes, you can. I sent uh, I sent him a message during the week with like a picture of me and a picture of him, and it's just like these two pictures, and you get Lebowski yeah. thought. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of weird merging together. <laughs> Why was that not tweeted out? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> well, spoilers. Right. You don't mess yeah. around. Yeah. It's, spo- like, it's, it's no spoilers until this weekend, right? Oh, yeah. That's, by the time this podcast uh, comes out, the spoiler uh, ban will have been lifted, according yeah, to right. Russo Brothers. Okay. Wait a second. Let's talk spoilers for just a moment here. I love spoilers because it allows me to know who, which people in my in my circle are jerks. It also allows you to say things in the middle of a movie because you can't control yourself. Spoiler: When I say Lebowski, when we're all staring at Thor, that's not a spoiler. When we walk outside and we start talking about the movie before we get out <laughs> the front doors, <laughs> we weren't thinking because it was so late. It was midnight. It was there was nobody around. There were still people coming to the next show. Yeah, yeah. Not, not so many. We may we may have given some yeah. stuff away to people walking in. It was kind of bad. My favorite thing to do though is give away fake spoilers when groups of people are walking by. Did you hear about the one guy who got his ass kicked for doing that? <gasps> fake for fake spoiling? No, for real. Oh, sorry, for real spoiling. Oh. Oh, wow. it, well, there's been a couple incidents of people getting their ass kicked for spoiling shit. Like one guy went up to a line for the show and just yelled out spoilers. And oh man, and yeah, and then so apparently he got jumped. Mob rule. Yeah, and then well, he uh, should too. Fuck and, and, and then there was another case where somebody walked into work and spoiled it for a coworker who proceeded to kick his ass. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand, like, overhearing something or whatever. And, oh, shit, you know, like, yeah. but, yeah, straight up, like, going up to the line. I mean, fuck, I could have got on Twitter a day before the, all of you fuckers and been like, fucking this happens, this happens. Oh, yeah, because of the time change. Like, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. I, and I told you that I would fly to Australia and kill you. Yeah, yeah, and right, rightfully so, you know, like, fuck that shit. That's just bullshit. Oh, you guys- like. Hey, my well, favorite. For some reason, none, none of these rules apply to Game of Thrones. By the way, like you, no, got, you can tweet like videos of Game of Thrones in the bar, like a second after it. It, it pissed me off because last weekend I was in Kansas. Right up, so I Tim and I worked for like six hours to get tickets for Endgame for Thursday night because I had to leave for Kansas Friday morning, and there was no way I was going to get to see it and was going to be able to avoid spoilers all weekend. So what'd you do? Because I got that. So we saw it Thursday night when we oh. saw it, when we all saw it. But I was worried about Game of Thrones. I thought. Okay, I don't have great cell service, whatever. I'll, I'll be able to, I'm home Monday night. I can watch it Monday night. I'm on Twitter for like 30 seconds and see like four oh, things for Game oh. of Thrones. As the East Coast is live. Not even like West Coast is finished. East Coast is live. West Coast hasn't seen it. And I'm like, you cocksucker. So I have to use my work phone. Put to, Because I have no cell service and there's no Wi-Fi at Sam's parents, I have to use my work phone in hotspot mode. To tether my iPad so I can watch Game of Thrones in even a half decent way. There's no internet. Dude, I watched at last your girl's parents' house. Correct. That's why she ended up with a man like you. 
Jeez, she didn't get to get on the internet and find out about people like you. So she exactly. Had no yeah. she, had, she had no background. I've always wondered how yeah. you ended up with her. It explains a lot. She didn't know that people from the internet were dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my favorite fake spoiler was the one that I said when we came out. When that group of people walked by us, I was like, I yelled out, man, that sex, that uh, scene where Groot loses his virginity <laughs> was super touching. <laughs> It's in the Evil Dead, first Evil Dead movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, I think my response was, yeah, there was a lot of hardwood. There's a lot of hardwood. Groot? <laughs> Did you guys see that, uh, that guy that um, befriended, uh, the guy ruined, uh, spoiled some of, uh, of the first Avengers, uh, not the first Avengers, of, of the last Infinity War. He spoiled it on Reddit or something, and the guy like befriended Hit the, the spoiler for a year. Saw the movie on the first showing and then ruined the movie. <laughs> oh, I love a good long con. I love a good long con. Never been friends. I did, I I befriended you for a year and told you lies about my life to make sure I could fuck up your life. The greatest plan ever. <laughs> that's, oh, wow. that's beautiful. That's that super is. villain shit. Over Facebook, you guys will fucking love it. Like the the whole thread is amazing. Yeah, what this guy. Did. <laughs> so, so what's even better is Mark Ruffalo once again did it. Did he screw up again? He, so Ruffalo and Tom Holland are not capable of keeping their mouths shut. Ruffalo thought he was talking about a joke because he's like. Oh, yeah, they sent us so many different versions. I saw five different versions of the ending. Keep it a secret. He's like, and he's sitting there with Chris Evans, and he points at him and goes, and this guy got married in one. Ha, 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 ha. And this guy got married. Oh, wow. Yeah, Captain America. Oh. <laughs> he, made, he basically gave that away. Nobody really knew. And, yeah, that's like the third or fourth time he said something that he shouldn't have. Like, I think, what was it? He was with Don Cheadle, and last time was like, oh, yeah, everybody yeah, oh, dies. Oh, yeah. Don Cheadle's face on that, yeah. on that clip. That was a bad one. And then Ruffalo looked at Cheadle and goes, am I in trouble? And Cheadle goes, I, I don't know. Everybody oh, <laughs> wonders why they don't yeah. get any solo Hulk movies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, well, with the Hulk, we'll, go, we'll, we'll skip over Tony and his little... Uh, Family, because not not a lot happens there, really. I just, it's just, I just they go to wait, but I felt like they were making make the time machine. He doesn't want to because uh, you know he's um, got a daughter and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, Greg. First um, of all, so they go first to Hulk, and we dude. we get Professor Hulk. And um, is anyone a little disappointed that <laughs> Tim, we didn't Tim, get? Tim is very disappointed right now. <laughs> Tim has been trying to get something out, and you just keep going. I and Tim I is thinking about Tony's home life before we move forward. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. We've got a lot to get to. We can't keep talking. Because right now, Tim Tim hates you three thousand right now, Greg. Dude, you just spent the last thirty seconds watching Tim almost slam his face into the microphone. Isn't that bad? Yeah, Tim. He was like borderline constipated trying to contain himself. All right, Tim. Three, two, one, go. They let Gwyneth Paltrow go like full goop in this scene. Like they're just living like the Gwyneth Paltrow life. They've named their child Laguna. Um, and Tony's like, you guys are welcome to stay for dinner if you want, but everybody's just kind of like, nah, fuck this. It's just like going to be some kale with beer and yogurt. Like we're not, we're not staying for dinner. Dude, I was wondering why she was absent. Like she wouldn't walk out there on the porch to go say hi to them. Like why was she so absent from that scene? I'm like, for a second, 
I thought they were going to say that she, they weren't a part. Like, that baby was not Gwyneth Paltrow's. Oh. That was someone else's baby. I, I think they only had her for a day. day. She was, she was like, busy reading a book about composting. Oh, <laughs> I thought there was going to be a twist somewhere. Like I didn't. Uh, so I was just waiting. I was at, that's how that's how good the story was. Is that I was waiting for a twist every single turn. I'm like, when you don't see someone soon enough, you're like, oh, they're gone, or oh, she's different. Yeah, or maybe she was a robot the whole time. That was a Bell Academy. Shit. Damn it, Jared's back. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep my comments on that towards the end because there was a there's. Parts that I did not like about uh, Pots in this one, I thought was stupid. But that, that's later on in the movie. So, Greg, where where were we before these idiots got all? Well, I'm waiting for Tim. Again. I'm waiting for Tim's interesting moment. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. <laughs> he's right. They took they took a, they took a period on that porch to crap on on. Uh, that was kind of a low key slap. Yeah, on Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I thought, thought so were, too. I thought, I thought they were just like kind of making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow the whole time. It could have been a little piece slapped by not talking about her and not having her in the scene, unless she was that. It cost that much to have her on set. I don't know. Because that would have been a perfect time if she was sitting there on the chair, maybe on a bench with Tony and the baby, and that would have been the picture of happiness. Like, you know what? I'm happy. Well, maybe she, maybe she I was not the her at all, though, because in in the other Avengers movies, they you know they had her just like on FaceTime or whatever. They didn't. Um, Helmet time, but you know, yeah. she's sort of talking to Tony. But we we haven't. Has she shown up in any of the Avengers movies prior to this? She was in um, uh, Infinity War because mm-hmm. she has, she has a, a like one scene with Tony well, before they. I'm, I'm pretty sure the whole reason she wasn't there is that they were showing that Tony Stark is the one making this decision. It's not. Right. She's, she's, not, yeah, she's, not, she's not there to pressure he him. Is ha- he is happy. He doesn't want to get involved. It's not her. It's him. Yeah. Because I think if she was out there, it would have been like, oh, she won't let him get involved. But no, she some, when they're there. on the couch making the final decision, like he's like, I did. Yeah. She's a part of the decision. Well, she's but she he, he's he's including her in the decision, but she's also not like she's not pressuring him one way or another. She's right. she's one hundred percent thinking about composting. Yeah, <laughs> she, she doesn't give a shit about what Tony's doing. She's like, we have the house, we live in the yeah. country. I'm good. We're multimillionaires. Like, what more would we have? Yeah, it is for one goop. Yep, it is goop. <laughs> it's goop. At least it wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't reading her own magazine or something. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Well, with Tony, we did get the "I Love You" three thousand uh, tease as well, and we have had some. Um, love to give a shout out to uh, David, aka at Darth Cinema, for pointing this one out to me. That apparently there's, if you add up all the minutes of all the MCU, including the Spider-Man Far From Home movie that hasn't come out yet, there's three thousand minutes. In the MCU, oh, so that's a, apparently it, a bit of a little Easter egg there. Is that, is that it, including like all the Netflix time? No, 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 no. no. no it's just, just the movies, just just, just, just the movies. But and and the Russo brothers have said that Far From Home is like the true conclusion of this chapter. Like this is mm. the end of Phase Three of, of Mar. That it's the end of Phase Three of Marvel. It's kind of like how Ant Man came after Infinity War. Came that and that kind of wrap that is Far movie. From Home post. Uh, Endgame? I thought it was... Oh, it is. They've they've since confirmed it's supposed to Endgame, and we're getting a new trailer on Monday or Tuesday. That's why why I think the spoiler thing gets lifted is because they've got to start doing the trailers for Far From Home. Because they're going to be dealing with living in a world without Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, could they... Would they cut a trailer like that? Also, to the the credit of uh, Endgame, 
they they gave away almost nothing about what was going yeah. to happen. People people really dissected those trailers. They broke a lot down. And I think the fan theories did kind of trend all in this direction. Like, yeah, they're going to time travel because they're all wearing the um, the suits, the suits and yeah. stuff like that. And they like they, they we were able to guess a lot of things, but they really didn't show us very much of that. You know, without without like really careful like frame by frame analysis, you're not going to just pick that stuff out. Mm-hmm. But did they feed us anything that we didn't get? Because there's been a couple times there's been some things they showed up in those trailers that didn't. Oh, like, like like the misdirect of Thor's eye and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think there was yeah. anything like that. The, well, there was. Uh, there, what, Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't in the scene of the spaceship landing, and she was actually there. Hmm. They, they, there was a couple where they they point out there's empty, there's dead space here that doesn't seem right for framing. And yeah, the, the, I think that was that scene was one. Yeah, I wonder was that was that, that initial or was that just that first trailer where you see them all walking as well towards the. Yeah. the the quantum thing, there's like a big gap in, but there's like three of them, and then a big gap, and then another three. So I think, like, yeah, they've they took Tony out, and that initial uh, teaser. Hmm. Well, so it might have been Tony, it was someone, but yeah, they, there's like a big gap in the middle. It's like, hmm, well, did they, I, I, I think it was Bruce. Yeah, they didn't show us Hulk at all, really. Like, we knew oh, that might have been it, him. yeah, because he's huge. Yeah, they, they did make a Funko yeah. pop of him, but but even the the pop doesn't give away that he's you know what Hulk has become. Yeah. Yeah, Did you like? Do you like Hulk as Professor Hulk, or you know, like my my like one it. little gripe about Hulk is that we didn't sort of get Smash Hulk, but I mean we've had that before, so it's not really a it's I not mean, a complaint or anything. Do you but, need Smash Hulk? Do you need Smash playing? Hulk when you have Captain Marvel? Yeah, well, you you got you got really Hulk, either, so. <laughs> you got to use the the strength of Hulk for that first snap. That's yeah. where that's where yeah. they used Hulk's strength is that he could take that first snap and survive. Yeah. And he, he couldn't have gap. done it. He couldn't have done it had he not had he not been Hulk and Banner as yeah. one. He wouldn't uh, have been smart enough to have the control. Because and... he, well, he doesn't have the mental strength mm-hmm. or whatever to imagine everyone back into existence. Yeah, I I did love lovable Professor Hulk yeah. sitting in the back of that little truck on his way to New Asgard, where <laughs> yeah. his feet were up against. Yeah, he's kind of tucked into the back and <laughs> yeah. smiling and everything. I'm like, what the hell is this? It was a little Muppet-ish. But it was funny. That, when they were pulling up to news at Asgard, it was funny. And then I like the, uh, as they pull in, they go, they show all the kegs from Thor. <laughs> He's going to come down and get supplies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was a fan of the, the Intelligent Hulk. I thought it was yeah. good. Because he was really just rough. Professor like, Hulk. Like, or Professor Hulk. So I Professor Hulk does show up in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, he so does. So he, he finally gets to this point. But I don't know if... I, but he... Professor He's done though, right? That's it. We're, we're not going to see another Hulk film. We're not going to see him. Oh, I wouldn't see a lot of other. They, they haven't announced anything other than we know we get the Falcon or Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier TV show on Disney Plus. Okay. We get Vision and Witch on Disney Plus. What else is so far confirmed? We get Far From Home. Like Disney Plus. I'm not going to see any of this shit. Oh, Disney Plus. Yeah. So, so Disney Plus is going to be a steal. It's like it's, it's, it's like six bucks a month or whatever for like all of Disney. Yeah, but then you, and then you're going to be able to probably do like a twelve dollar deal where you also get Hulu and uh, ESPN. Plus. Is that live action or is that yeah wow, li- live action? action. It's, it's, it's one of those things where like you're going to need to buy it in the first year because there's no way it's going to stay that cheap. Oh. And, and it's also how you're going to get the Mandalorian. For Star oh, Wars. Yeah. Gosh. So uh, they've already got my money. It's so like, yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but are you paying for cable? No. Oh, that's fine. But see, I, see still my still problem is I don't want to spend money on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. exactly. we're, we're, I, this I, kind I of the court thing, we're going to end up 
we're going to end up spending more money than we were on cable that oh, we were yeah. all bitching about. I already, I'm already pushing it. Really? Well, I'm spending like 45 bucks for DirecTV now. I've got uh, Hulu. Got uh, what else do I have? Yeah, we got the paid Hulu paid. Te- technically, I can. Well, I don't pay for Netflix. That's what we can. Yeah, my yeah. parents do. <laughs> well, you don't have to be at me. Right, let's keep going. <laughs> we about Netflix. <laughs> Before I get talking about DC Universe, we got to stop. Yeah. But nobody's paying for that. Um, so we got yeah we, we we they're setting all the stage pretty well. We've got a new Banner slash Hulk sort of uh, merging into a, a third entity there. Um, we spoke about they go off to get Thor. We spoke about Fat Thor before. Um, nice little cameo from Korg though. Got to mention that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Meek is still alive. But so. then we get um, yeah. Obviously Hawkeye's gone a bit nuts and just starts taking down gangs and 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 criminals and all this kind of stuff and we got um black widow goes to get to tokyo to get him and um i i I like that this movie sort of did for hawkeye what i feel avengers did for hulk in that first movie and then what infinity war did for dr strange like made us care about the character a bit more like and for for hawkeye especially because like no one really gave a shit about hawkeye (laughs) let's be honest yeah. Um, but then he has an actual role and a purpose in this movie. So I, I thought that was uh, like they handled his character. Like this is the best he's been in any of the, the movies by far. Yeah, I know. I'd agree with that 100%. Um, although like, I still don't think that he's, he could be a standalone character. Like they made a Hawkeye movie. I just, I don't think I, I'd go see it just for the sake of go seeing it. But that would be a good TV show, but I think Renner's beyond, Doing TV oh. shows, I think he he may actually be the best actor in the franchise. You and I talked about this. He's got from not having a superpower, he sure takes up the screen well. Mm-hmm. But him and Scarlet don't have. I mean, they're they're just people. Mm-hmm. I think people shit on them though a lot though yeah. for being a superhero that just shoots arrows. Yeah, somebody was joking about like Nick Fury sitting at his desk one day. You know, twenty years ago he ran into. A superhero from space, you know, Captain Marvel, decides to put together this this uh, Avengers initiative with superhero people, and he's got he's got Thor, he's got Iron Man, and goes, guy who can shoot arrows really good. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ronin, his his Ronin character was pretty awesome. I like that they integrated that in there, and they it made perfect sense as to why he went in that direction for this movie, like with his family. Getting snapped away. It was it was awesome. I love yeah, that they brought I'd, that I'd in. I'd go see that movie if it was that portion yeah. of his life. I'd go see that. Yeah. Isn't that like isn't that I don't think it works now. It would have had to come out before well, it could be a prequel. The last no, scene of that movie you, could be you could also, Star Trek, so. There's nothing to say he can't still be Ronan now. I mean he's not quite as angry, but he could still roll into that character and do a movie. Yeah, but go back to what Greg was saying for a second. It's gonna be ninety minutes of slaughter, just yeah. dead people. Aren't we all going to John Wick three in a week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go, go watch the, the raid, man. Go see the raid. <laughs> An hour and a half of action. Does it work? Yeah, but that's. I like to the, give it's another random. special mention to the Russos for uh, for the for that scene as well, because from some actual directing in that, because that whole Japanese scene from when you see. Like you know the the, the 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 gangsters or whatever starting to be taken out by whatever they are like ninja stars and all that sort of stuff and they go up 
upstairs and back downstairs and all that. The whole fight is one shot. It's like inside the building, outside, all that, right up until like the final sword stab where where Hawkeye kills the guy. Um, that's all one shot. And funnily enough, that Japanese guy is the same Japanese guy from the Wolverine. With yep, Jack. Yes, it is. I <laughs> so, did notice yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so a little, it'd be some sort of reality crossover there. <laughs> Truth is, they, they only know one Japanese guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, we have a Japanese actor. Do we know anybody? Like, oh, it's like him and Ken Watanabe yeah. from Last Samurai. Yeah. Like, they're the only dudes we know. <laughs> okay, wait. There's one. There's one other thing we we skipped over for as far as cameos. Um, when Paul Rudd, when Ant Man first came out, the security guard was that. What's his name? Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Ken, Hangover. Ken, yeah, uh, Ken, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Oh, that's yeah. right. And it was the Ken Jong. He doesn't say any words. No. Yeah, he just sits there and he's waiting for him to say something funny, and he just doesn't. And, and, and you're like laughing him. just because yeah. you know it's him. Yeah. Th- there are a couple of good cameos. He had a cameo. Matthew Barry had it. Uh, from ESPN, oh, Matthew Barry was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know. Ma- Ma- Matthew Barry was uh, the bodyguard for the uh, head of Shield, um, the director of Shield, when they're in the flashback and Loki kicks the Tesseract. There takes uh, the Tesseract. You remember that? Yeah. The, the big body bald bodyguard is Matthew Barry from ESPN. Hmm. It would have been funnier well, if like a, his fantasy picks would have fallen on the floor out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Still the prettiest girl in the room. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, well, Tim, you brought up you brought up Back to the Future before, so we'll get to the time heist now, which takes the best parts of Back to the Future two and sort of <laughs> ramps them up to eleven, where they actually go back into their own movies. Um, it's not the first scene we see, but while we're talking about Hawkeye and Black Widow, we want to go to the Vormir stuff first because, uh, yeah, obviously, the Clint Barton and 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 um, Natasha they they go off to Vormir. And, in 2014, and, and straight away you're like, but um, someone's got to fall off that cliff if you're going to yeah, get the, yeah. the stone. So I thought this was huge. Like it's another a balls-out decision by the Russos, like to me, like after they killed Gamora in the last one. Um, like once Black Widow and Hawkeye are heading up that mountain, we know what's coming, but the scene still managed to ramp up the tension and, and this sense of dread. Like I was on the edge of my seat because – I knew one of them had to die, like we all did. But I'm thinking, well, it's got to be Black Widow because Hawkeye's going to get his family back. But then, like, he shoots her down with the arrow, and I'm like, oh shit, it is Hawkeye. Like, and no, it's not. It's Natasha. So well, it's sort of and then you're also really thinking they've announced the Black Widow movie as well. Yeah, yeah, they've they've said that there will be. I thought, a, I thought oh. they were. I thought they hadn't announced anything past. That, that that was one they said they were doing. Sorry. I, I, but that one, that one has been announced. But, and, but is it is it official? Is it formally going to happen? Like I believe it's yeah, set for might... a twenty twenty release. Hmm. They knew what they were yeah. doing, right? Why didn't they bring someone else with them to throw over the edge? No, you, they didn't know. know. Nobody, <laughs> that's the thing I've seen. Yeah, they didn't like, know their sacrifice. Nebula say anything, but Nebula doesn't know how. But, it works but either. they kind of implied it. She's like, he went to Vormir and with Gavor her. Didn't come and, back. Yeah, so they kind of knew. But I think they were thinking there was a way. They could have pushed the skull over and see what happened. It was worth a shot. A he, was, he was a ghost. He's ephemeral. You can't push through. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't know that she, she, she maybe could have just tried to stop him there or like try to make some kind of stand. That or I think she knew and was ready to do it. How she went up there knowing that she what she had to do. Yeah, I, I think I there's a chance of that. I mean, I think they both knew there's a chance one of them or both of them could die. I don't think that they knew 
or even had an inkling that one of them was going to have to sacrifice themselves to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Are we going to call this a plot? I always thought that no, the assumption was that, like, Gamora tried to stop Thanos from getting the stone or something, and so yeah. he killed her. I think yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I thought. Yeah, I, you know and, what I mean? And, like, and that's fair. But Okay, but this leads to one, one – I don't know if it's a paradox or I just haven't figured it out yet, but if that stone needed someone to die to get that stone and that person could never come back, does that mean that Gamora? Cause no, because they, remember, they've got to put the stone back. Because that's what Captain America does. He has to put all the stones how back. How do you put that stone back? I don't know. Fuck it. They didn't explain. It's going to be an awkward moment. Really Captain point. America goes back to Red They're stones, holding like, the time stone at the yeah. end. Yeah. They could have gone back and got her real quick. You're like, we can't let Black Widow stay out there. But, but it's, it's, the it's the whole thing Bruce had with uh, the ancient one where they have the conversation about branching timelines and alternate yeah. realities and stuff. Right. You have to yeah. put it back. And and the, I'm sure there's a way to put it back. They just didn't go. If you had to go into detail of how they're putting every stone back in its place. <laughs> well, because all saying, the other stones made sense. But hey, that stone appeared when she died. Like it was Dude, there should have been okay. an after credits scene hey, showing him coming and throwing all the stones back. Where they go. What's that? I've got I've, I've got a question for you. I think I might have an answer, but I'm not sure because I want to get your guys' point of view. But, okay, if Captain America is putting back all the stones and he goes to Vormir to put back the stone, isn't he going like, what the fuck are you doing here, Red Skull? Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know right? that story. Like, yeah. That isn't answered. Other than if once the stone is taken, Red Skull doesn't have to be the protector of anything, so he just goes oh, off wow. into the ether. But... I'm just like, wouldn't Captain America, like, that was the first thing that came to my mind is, he's yeah. putting back the stone, wouldn't he be like, holy shit, Red Skull's here? Like, I don't know that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm maybe, so maybe he, uh, maybe he went to take the Soul Stone back before he took Mjolnir back yeah. and just, but like, it, it, belted it, Red it, Skull with Mjolnir. Yes, there is. If two have to be taken, you bring back the one from when... Charlotte, so what, you hand to the skull guy and say you can let someone else sacrifice himself? Yeah, you, you put it back yeah. into wherever it's been. No, it the time stone had to go back last because yeah. that's how he even got to Yeah, but that's the soul part. stone. I don't know why you're saying time stone. But yeah, the time but stone it looks freaking go weird. Don't think about it. All of the things he's putting back in order, right? So basically it's some kind of freaking hobbit shit. He walks up that mountain and goes boop, right in there and he's yeah. done with it, right? Yeah. That's but, it? But, but he's using That's the... He's, he's, wait, no. He doesn't have to put the time stone back last because he's using quantum realm for time travel. Yeah. Um, and he has, and he has yes. unlimited exactly. pin particles, exactly. I think. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, he's got the pin yeah. particle, so it doesn't matter. All I'm so, trying to say is that you need to sacrifice the soul to get the soul stone. They sacrificed Gamora first, but then they went back before Gamora did it and sacrificed him. So how does he put that back? And it, 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 it's, he put it back. Red Skull can't leave because Red Skull has to still be there when Gamora and Thanos yes. come. But it, it's never. Nah. It, 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 wait, 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 the, pro, the problem is, awesome it's never board. explained how it's revealed. It doesn't mean that you can't put it back because here's what happens: is you put it back, it erases what happened to um, Black Widow as far as in the timeline that continues up until Thanos gets all five stones. So Gamora can still go back, but in the present timeline where where Black Widow came from, that still happened. So yeah, she's still no, dead. I'm, so it's. I'm just it, saying. It, 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 how do they put it back? That's all. Yeah, you're you're, you're talking about technical. They don't change the timeline. They just create new ones. Yeah. Like that's all yeah. it is. Like but, for as much as as much as Hulk says, like, "Oh, we'll take them back, and nothing will change." It's like, no, you're still going to have changed Mike, a few yeah. random no, timelines. You're playing it's just not the main theory. the main yeah. one that we yeah. are watching. You're playing. Mike's playing exchange. Tomorrow will never come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, both, like, of, both of them are I'm going to put my stone back in. Give me back one of them. That's what you're saying. Because really in the, well, the past of time. <laughs> I was just wondering how, the, how she's going to put it back. And, but but it it's like, how, how did it get there in the first place? How does it magically know it's... They, that's they're, 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 there's a whole thing there. that if, you had, if they explain how it appears other than somebody dies, maybe. But there's got to be a way to put it back. Because we also that know that... There might be a premise for the White Widow or Black Widow but yeah, no. that, that could be a thing later on. Though. Maybe, yeah. maybe we will see this. Maybe, yeah. maybe they. I think that would cheapen it if they if they figure out a way to bring her back. I think that Wait, brings me back for a second. What is the sole purpose of the soul stone? It's just one of the stones. No, it does something. What is it? Does it change your it's thoughts? A soul, it's a soul. It can't. It's an it, element of. It's an element of the universe. Yeah. It, so, like, the idea is that you only have time as a concept because of the time stone. You only have reality because of the reality stone. Things like that. So, yeah, there are only souls stone. because of the soul stone. Wow. Like okay. it's, it's Fine. like they're the, they're the six elements of the universe when it was created. So they're sort of the remnants of of the Big Bang in a sense. Oh, and that was the other my other question about what the ancient one says. Do you create branching timelines every time you change something, or do you only like is is creating a branching timeline specific to removing an infinity stone? Because the way like watching her explanation a second time made me think that like the infinity stones were essential to changing the timeline. Mm. So there's not mm. infinite universes. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Just whatever ones. Are it's a bit of it's a bit of gobbledygook, but I mean, for the movie, the main takeaway is whatever they changed in the past that doesn't affect the the reality of like Infinity War and, and all that yeah. sort of yeah. stuff because so, so, it just creates a new parallel universe that we don't see because yeah. they go back to the regular. So and, th and that's what the ancient one said. She said is if you take this here, it changes mm. our reality. You have to put it back to say that reality, which we can call the prime reality, the prime timeline. Well, that, which is yeah, what we all know. They're putting back the stones to not fuck up all the other realities, like not yeah. not yeah. so that they don't fuck up theirs. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. But what do you think about, like, having Black Widow be one to, to go in this? I mean, it's pretty full on. It's a big uh, it's a big character. She's been there from almost the start. Like, Iron Man 2 was the third movie in of 22, and that's where she sort of turned up um, for the first smart. time. I don't think it's smart getting rid of your really good actors. Like, <laughs> but, but she's still they're still doing something with her because they're still doing the Black Widow movie so yeah. it may just go back to prequel stuff or, or you know in other time parts of the timeline that we didn't see her well when she's a spy yeah okay. you know the, the, like, there's I, also I could see the Black Widow movie being like Hawkeye telling his kids yeah. or something like the first yeah. time he met her or something like that and then they just I mean, flash back to, to really the Budapest or something they're really kind of end, like closing down the whole series. So, like, you know, getting rid of their best actors, they did. They're most popular. Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Black Widow were all dead. Yeah. Or, or not the thing is, some of these actors just have to... Their contracts are out. Yeah. 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 Well, the other thing is, is with... You can do... So you keep seeing Hawkeye in... Um, what do I talk about? What is it? Bucharest? Is that the one that... Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do whatever happened there and do it... A flashback thing, you know, have that setting, have have how she came into Shield, all the stuff we don't know about her past, the Red Room, all that stuff. I bet the song we used in the trailer is Hungary like the wolf. <laughs> oh, 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 God damn it, Ken. <laughs> I think one of the all only right, guys, characters. I'm done with that. <laughs> I think one of the only uh, characters you can't really do prequels and stuff for is Iron Man because they kind of 
You already see his. No, no, no. Robert Downey Jr.'s done. His contract yeah. was up. They, they, they basically can't pay him enough to do it anymore. How much more money can he make? He, there's a rumor that he made like $75 million off of Infinity War because when he signed his contract, he took a percentage of the profits. Oh, and that's not yeah. including what he did on this bad boy. Yep. Ooh. More power to him. They said, yeah. they said that he made $5 million for the three-day filming he did in Spider-Man. That there was just he, – he was on set for three days – and he made $5 million, which is nuts. Wow. It's a little more than I made for three days' work. That's how he was able to afford that Audi e-tron that he drives around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I thought Scarlett Johansson did a really good job in this movie, though. Like, I think yeah. she – I mean, she always does, but this one particularly. Like, I, I think – the, that scene, of course, where you know she's basically fighting Hawkeye to jump off the cliff, um, that was obviously good. But like the the scene sort of early on, where you know Natasha's sitting there and she's trying not to break down in tears when Rhodey's telling her about like Hawkeye killing all these gangland criminals and stuff like that, um, you know, and she's like, "Oh, can you can you tell me where he's going next?" And he's like, uh, "Don't worry about it." And she's you know she's on the verge of of a, a meltdown like that that's really good there i thought she brought her a game and having when you see the movie a second time as well i noticed that um just before all the avengers like enter the quantum realm and off they go they're like okay we'll get the stones and come back okay great she she's the one that says see you in a minute and they're like all right bye and it's like yeah <laughs> oh, not for you like it's just <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a heartbreaker that one if you see it again because it's like yeah. oh, oh well yeah, especially because so, they chose her to be the leader. Like she has yeah. that, that leadership role that she's hanging on to in the absence of that five years, is that she's just struggling to keep it together. Yep, barely and hanging. She's, she's miserable in those early scenes, but then have a look at her <coughs> when they're off doing stuff, like when they're in the spaceship and when they're on the on the planet with um. Uh, before they separate from Rhodey and Nebula, like she's all smiling and laughing. It's like, yeah, she's happy because they're doing something. Like they're, she's got a mission, and they're, they, you know, she she thinks like, right, we're going to fix everything. Like finally, after five years, so it's like she's all morose and, and unhappy at the start, but then she is actually uh, happy about it uh, as they're sort of being proactive for once. Which, yeah, little little subtle moments like that. So, do you bring um, me to that one point sitting where she's behind the desk? And then mm. Marvel says, I'll be gone for a long time, <laughs> which was kind yeah. of a letdown. Like, I went to see Captain Marvel for this, for 30 seconds to grab a, grab a thing and then come back and take <laughs> off. I felt like I committed to Captain seeing Captain Marvel to only get her what state – how much screen time did she have? Six, seven minutes tops? Yeah. She, not even. And, so, yeah. And, and I'm not sure if that's not part of the fact that they filmed this before the solo movie. So they didn't know quite how to use her, like yeah. what the full script like how was going to play out. Yeah, what what her they kind of knew what the her powers were going to be, but I don't think they knew how to the full personality hadn't been developed yet. And even Brie Larson said something about the fact that she Carol's wearing so much makeup when we see her, but she doesn't in the past is she didn't quite understand the character enough yet. In she Endgame. whacked her hair. Yeah. yeah, when she showed up with that haircut, I was like. Hang on, let me go get my manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is what she looks like in the comics. So, I mean, yeah. it is accurate. So It is, but... But, it, yeah, um, if we... 
I just want to get to the next time heist moment, whatever you want to call it, because this one's a big one. You get uh, Banner and Captain America, Scott Lang, and obviously Tony actually travel back to the first Avengers movie uh, in 2012. And we sort of spoke about Banner going to the Sanctum Sanctorum and, and dealing with the Ancient One. But, yeah, there's um, there's a few things we need to talk about about this sequence. And, and the first is that elevator tease with uh, Captain America getting in the elevator with all the Hydra guys. Like, I thought that was cool. We get to see <laughs> yeah. Rumlow and, and yeah. Agent Sitwell again. And, yeah. and it looks like we're going to get another, like, close quarters elevator fight like in Winter Soldier. But then Captain just says, Hail Hydra, and diffuses the whole thing. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> I, lo- I love the look on, like, their faces when they hear Cap say that because they're like, oh, fuck yeah, like we got Captain America. <laughs> like, like, which, yeah. which, which in another year or so is really going to fuck them up mentally. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like Matteo, Captain America is your favorite, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, <laughs> so, like, did the, did the Steve Rogers stuff work for you during the the time heist? I like love getting it. the stone and Cap versus Cap and all that kind of stuff. I absolutely loved it, especially having to watch him knock his own ass around. That's America's ass. You be careful. That's America's there. ass. Yeah, <laughs> watch out for America. And it's Rudd who says that first, right? Isn't it Ant Man yeah. who tells him like he goes, No, don't yeah. let me say that to you. <laughs> well, Iron Man like talks some shit. He's like, he's but like, wait, the to show this joke ass. this joke didn't this joke start on Twitter? I thought this joke was exterior to them talking about his him in prior movies. What? This joke this joke about his him not so looking people, great in that people custom. shit on the costume in the Avengers movie. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. They, they've done it she over and over again. And I thought for sure that that joke was the joke that started off Twitter, where people were like, oh, you know what? He looks fantastic, but he doesn't have a great ass in that costume. And then there was somebody on, on uh, Twitter that was also making fun of Captain Marvel's uh, uniform. I thought they were linking I, back I, from I, the outside no, in to make that I, I think you're overthinking this. Oh, that was, it was a funny joke, and I think what made it funnier was people crapped on those uniforms for ages. Okay. You never see, you never once really see the back of them. Think about it. You never see the back of the uniforms. You see pecs, you see arms, you see the legs. You really don't ever see them from behind. Okay. I like how I like how I asked um, Mateo about Captain America oh, fighting Captain America. All he wants to talk about is Captain. <laughs> <That's not laughs> but I no, it sets up that joke. No, it was a great setup. I liked it. I liked that there was like that the moment between them. But then I all I could really think of was like every time travel movie. That says don't touch yourself or talk to yourself well, this, when you're in front. When you, this movie when you already said all those other movies are bullshit. <laughs> That's all I can think of. I'm like Rick and Morty would like not like this right now at all. And it's just like there's no way that these time travel things are they knocking the crap out of each other. What are they the same thing? How are they in the same? How are they occupying the same space at the same time? That's all I can think Jeez. of for a second. What your fake sci-fi knowledge was all wrong. No, it's not. It, it is consistent was. with all other fake. Science created in time travel theory otherwise. Remember how before we started this podcast and Matteo said he wasn't qualified to talk about engineering? Yeah, I think this goes back to that. No, this isn't engineering. This is this is movie time travel like trivia. Just Uh speculative science. Uh (laughs) I think it makes it makes a lot of sense in the scene that that Captain America has no hesitation fighting his future self because (laughs) he just thinks it's Loki. Yeah. 
Because he, he's seen Loki do that shit before. Yeah. Yeah, where he jumps at him at the same time. I do like seeing the, uh, when we were there, seeing the Avengers with Loki and the clips and stuff from them grabbing him and taking him hostage. Yeah, it was cool, like little, um, like, you, you see sort of scenes after the fact, in a sense, of, of stuff like that. Yeah. But, but, but Wait a second. The, the, the Hulk can't take the elevator. Scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> So, wait a second. Time out. This is what we were talking about. What is the connection of the stone in the staff and the Tesseract at the same time? They're, they're separate. The Tesseract is the uh, space. space stone, and the one Loki has is the mind stone. Okay. That's the one that becomes vision. Yeah, because as they move side to side and they're moving them back and forth, and then Loki snaps one and takes it away, I thought that was another hole, like another hole created in the, in the plot. Like, shit, where are they going to go grab that in there? Oh, because oh, he's that, outside well, that, of their, that their is, line. Though. That's got to that's yeah. got to be the setup for whatever we're going to see Loki in next. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because Loki somewhere, Loki has the space stone, and then they go back to the seventies and steal it from somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, that's definitely going to come into play. So Loki is freaking. Yeah, but if that Loki goes on that timeline, that Loki doesn't have like the understanding and yeah, the meaning I, that comes from what happens. I, I don't know that that's what they're doing with Loki. So I, 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 maybe not. But I mean, it's, it seems like a. An easy setup to bring Loki back if they need to. Right I think there. it was just to show something went wrong. So they're like, oh, shit. Well, now we've got to, what do we do? Like, not everything worked out perfectly. Like, there was like, ah, oh, shit, we can't we can't get the Tesseract because it's gone. So that forces them to go back to 1970. And the whole reason for that, I think, the whole reason for that scene is so that Steve can see Peggy again. Because it's just, it's just teasing, like, his ending throughout the whole movie. You don't think? What about the fact that Tony gets to resolve his his uh, relationship with his dad? Yeah, and and that too. Yeah, yeah. So that is the point to the fact that right then is when I first thought, oh crap, Tony's gonna die because he starts wrapping up all of the his, lost questions. In yeah, his life. all his story is finished. Yeah, yeah and I was like, yeah. oh Sorry. no, 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 no! Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because the moment he starts I mean, understanding his father was the moment that he started becoming comfortable with being himself. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely like he sort of gives advice to his dad in a sense that, that he once got and all that kind of stuff. Like it is sort of – it does complete like the circle in a sense. Um, but I thought like the big thing coming out of, out of that 1970s scene, like besides the fact that we get to see like China Syndrome, Michael Douglas – but we, <laughs> we get we get the first we get actually get the first crossover between a Marvel film and the Marvel TV show because Jarvis, Jarvis is there and it's like oh look there's like, like some of the TV stuff does exist because yeah. <laughs> yeah he's he's in the Agent Carter series and stuff so I mean that was a cool little nod yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, but, they, they, they I mean, did a good, good job wrapping up, like bring Tony full circle and bring Cap full circle, and you know the parts of them that have been missing throughout these entire series, like especially with Tony with his dad, that's been the driving thing for him through all the movies is his relationship with his dad. To get that moment, you know, we saw was it the last was it Infinity War where he had the virtual memory thing. That was uh, Civil War. That was Civil War, where, where he was oh, able yeah. to try to, yeah, where he was trying to remember, you know, had that last memory of his parents. This, he gets to kind of go back and close that loop, which sets it up nicely. You're missing the other one, 
where he gets to see the clip of his father the making the the um, darn it that's isn't help me out he sees howard is yeah, that helps the film. him reveal how to create the element yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's that's Iron Man. he two, sees right? the clip that's Iron Man. yeah no that's yeah. one no, it's two. two. Is it? He, he, he oh, that's right. To get to get the new, so, he needs the, the triangle chest to yeah, yeah. be So he, so there's always a moment where he gets to encounter Howard in some odd way, either through the writings, through his schematics, through that outtake in the clip where he's talking to his kid. There, and, that, and that's why when he saw him in, in like, got to touch him, and that's when my stomach sank because I'm like, oh, here we go. And then hearing Jarvis's voice was probably my favorite part of that. The uplifting piece on that one, but yeah, that was pretty that's, cool. That's not that's not the same voice though. I mean, that's from the, the TV show. It's not that's not the, the Jarvis voice from the Iron Man suit was uh, Paul Bettany all along, right? Yeah, it wasn't that yeah. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Was, it, was that is that also Paul Bettany? I thought I'd it say. was. No, no, I thought no. Paul, Paul Bettany no. Just, just shows up out of makeup to play fuckboy Vision. In, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> what do you think they're doing? <laughs> What do you think? Oh. <laughs> they're playing paper football, Tim. Come oh, on. Oh, they're playing. Don't you see what, <laughs> so what Tony does. do with robots? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's all, all you can do with robots. Yeah. Yeah, you play yeah, bald robots with robot bits. You just got to play paper football. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good point. You're right. <laughs> but um, so the, the other time heist was uh, Rocket and Thor going to Asgard in 2013, which. Was, they sort of they, they handled it well. I thought it was just enough to get what we need. Like Rocket gets the ether essentially by jabbing Natalie Portman with a stick. Yeah. Oh, uh, jabbing Natalie Portman! That's uh... <laughs> that was that was just archive footage of her, right? Like, yes, she, she doesn't actually show yeah. up in this movie, but I like yeah. to see her at all. I was like, whoa! I was yeah. super excited yeah, when she was on screen. I forgot she was in that. It would have been kind of cool if she had a whole scene with Rocket, but where he gets her, yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I think the main takeaway from that was there's two things. Uh, we get the cameo from Rene Russo who sort of gives yeah. Thor a pep talk so that he can be like, I don't know, Thor again, not just a, a crying mess. So that was cool. Um, and, and of course, he, he holds out his hands and brings back Mjolnir with him, which, of course, leads to a, a major moment later in the movie. But, yeah, they, they, it, I thought the, the Thor stuff was handled well enough. Which it, I kind of realized, oh, he's going to have Rhaenyra and uh, Stormbreaker. Okay, yep. Here we go. Because I thought that at some point I kind of figured Cap was going to wield Mjolnir since uh, Ultron. It's pronounced Meow Meow, Jared. Meow Meow, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> meow Meow. Whatever the fuck it is. Meow Meow. I'm lost in that because when he picked that up, I was completely, I'm like, how the hell is he picking that up? Because it was, then, it existed in that timeline. Well, no, no not, not the fact that he was able to pick it up. Be, because if you remember back to when, um, the first Thor movie, when uh, Odin threw it and said, you know, he put the incantation, whoever uh, is deemed worthy possesses the power of Thor. So that's how Thor was able to regain use of it. And then in Ultron, they're playing the game of who can pick it up. And it goes, everybody's like, you're not worthy. But Cap gets it, and it wiggles a little bit when Cap it does wiggles, it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it. And even Thor's eyes were kind of wide at that and then laughed. Um, so they've kind of been teasing it for a while. And so when he brought it back, it was like, okay, they're going to set up for Cap to use Because they also did a bunch of stuff in the in uh, the Avengers movies where Thor would you know use the hammer against Cap's shield, the 
to it. So they set it all up nicely to bring little bits from the past back and make it work. Yeah, and, and Thor yeah. was Thor is super useless in that whole scene, by the way. Rocket has to do everything. Yeah. And Thor yeah. Until yeah, he gets his pep talk. Yeah. Then yeah. he's back to normal. So at least, yeah, at least Thor gets he gets some good diet advice and he feels worthy again. And that's the important thing, I guess, moving that, forward. I time. honestly think that's exactly. one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Just like not not compared to the action and stuff, just my favorite downtime scene where he starts to cry and Rocket's like, Are you crying? He's like, No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that was great very well done I've read some pretty long articles about how just having that scene in this movie like completely redeems Thor the Dark World and that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a yeah. movie that we should all give more of credit. all the movies oh. to go back to yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that ended up being one of the critical ones to have watched like yeah. there were people like what what is that what Natalie Portman what yeah. You can't skip it now. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if okay, if if Thor gets Meow Meow and brings it to the future, does that mean Cap Dark brings or Cap Thor brings, Cap brings it back? It's with him when he has the stones. Yeah. Which he, 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 so doesn't, he doesn't have it at the end, so we we assume that he just put it back. Yeah. What, what he went, he had. Now, now, when he went in, he's going to return the stones. Yeah, I'm just going to call it Mamma because yeah. I can't pronounce Mir Nir or whatever. You could just call Yon. it the hammer, Jared. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it Mamma. You know why? Because I'm disappointed that Cat Dennings was not in this movie at all. Cat Dennings needed to appear. Yeah, Wait a second. You just walked on Greg recalling one of my favorite jokes ever in the MCU. That's fine. That's what we do here. Oh. <laughs> the hammer pulls you off. That was one yeah. of the best ones ever. <laughs> so the the last uh, the last time jump is is um, well, it's the same year as uh, with Hawkeye and and um, Black Widow that we spoke about before. But but yeah, um, Nebula and Rhodey get the Power Stone uh, before Peter Quill can, and um, on uh, Morag, the planet's called. But yeah, I, I liked I liked seeing uh, like the quote unquote actual version of Peter Quill singing in the cave. Like, <laughs> yeah. sound like to anyone watching, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no music, just him badly, badly singing. Um, and what I think is probably the most inventive part of the whole movie was the way that they brought uh, Thanos back as a villain. Like having two nebulas on the same network, neural network, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, allows 2014 Thanos to 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 learn what he's done, and he's got the stones, and he was, you know, he was victorious and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it, it's also a good way to bring back Gamora without actually bringing back Gamora, which I thought was really good. Like they don't they don't cheapen her death in Infinity War because that Gamora is still dead. This is a yeah. Gamora from five years before. So, yeah. but um, I really I didn't understand in that whole sequence was. Why Nebula, after she was in that paralyzed thing where they were reading her memory, why she didn't finish off or travel forward in time like she was supposed to? She just sat there and let herself get captured. She, she wasn't complete. She wasn't synced. Yeah. So what? She just needed yeah, to push was... the button on her wrist. She was still running around and tried to talk yeah. to them on the intercom. She could have just pushed the button and gone back to the future. Yeah, that's true. I thought that was stupid. And, that was the only part of the movie that really pissed me off. But I thought she was in pain. Yeah, there was yeah, some reason she, was, yeah, she was having a bad migraine because they were in her. All right, yeah, if, yeah. if they showed her try and use it and it didn't work, or like she felt like she forgot, but they were just like she but they they were in her head, like paralyzing her. That's from fine. Doing it. And yeah, then she ran back to the ship and 
tried to call yeah. other people. Yeah, she had yeah, yeah, you're, you're right though. She did have she does some time in there where maybe she could have pressed the pressed the button. Yeah. And, and then even when they're capturing her shit, she was like, "Oh shit, let me get out of here." But I think she was trying to warn them. She wasn't she trying to warn them. But in all that time, she had time. They could have showed her try and it didn't work or something. I just felt like that was the that was the loosest part of the movie. That the only part. Well, there was that sucks. There was was the other part too, where like so she gets paralyzed right before she's going to do the quantum jump. Yeah. Um, and that was because they were reading her mind. But they read her mind once before that, and nothing happened when she was. uh, when she was with War Machine, right? So it's like, why didn't she get paralyzed and have that splitting headache or whatever because it was? Because this time they knew what that she was there and the mall was controlling it. Yeah, she, he was, was like trying, targeting her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was okay. trying to, to okay. contact somebody. She was she she thought they needed to maybe like stop Thanos or something. I don't know, but I want to back up and I want to shout out just the excellent chemistry between her and War Machine. Like, what a, what an unlikely pair. <laughs> And like what a like an interesting just understanding of each other that those two seem to have as they're doing their little mission together. Yeah, it's true. They're interesting interesting interactions. This look I'm giving this look I'm giving you right now is you trying is me making fun of you for trying to pull the sweetest, most human thing out of the most two weirdest characters that are just thrown into this whole mix. They're not the I mean, yeah. Nebula is pretty weird. War Machine's uh, not the weirdest. It's a good yeah. it's a good point though because like Tim's right though because like Nebula does say to him. She says to Rhodey, like, oh, I wasn't always like this because he's sort of looking at her robot hand and stuff. And then he yeah. says, like, yeah, me either. Because you've got to remember, like, he's essentially paralyzed. Yeah, he if is. He doesn't yeah. Where yeah. He's, he's got that little belt thing or whatever it is that, that helped move his legs. And then if he's in the war machine armor, he's all right. So he's kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like Rhodey's kind of on the way to becoming like Nebula. So it's sort of. All right, I'll give you that like, one. They can bond over their, I don't know, their, their robot parts. <laughs> but it was good though because you do part. yeah it, it it was good though that they did sort of it wasn't like oh well Rhodey would go with tony it's like well no let's let's put two characters together you'd never expect to to sort of even be aware of one another so that was cool yeah. um all right so the avengers they they are ultimately successful they get the infinity stones back to the present uh, we spoke about how they they create a new gauntlet, um, which which Hulk snaps and and you know assuming uh, we assume that he's brought everyone back because the birds arrive again and um, Hawkeye gets a call from from Velma mm-hmm. and uh, off they go. With all the... <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they they're about to carry on. I did like the fact that, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I, I like the fact that the 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 gauntlet that Tony makes that they use to bring everyone back is a right hand, whereas Thanos is, was a left hand. I don't know if that's meant to be any kind of, um, like if they did that on purpose where like the left hand snaps in the, the last movie and the right hand brings everyone back. I don't know if that's on purpose but i like it anyway um i thought it was really touching that hawkeye kept his wife's phone active for that whole five years 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to guess that uh, like AT&T cut their price a little bit when they lost half their yeah. customer base. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably, he probably just never I think canceled. it's still so racist. He's like, he's like yeah. fuck it, I'm going to go murder some guys. Just yeah. left her phone on the charger the whole time. And <laughs> just, just that much hope yeah. that she's coming back. She's <laughs> maybe maybe she was using a landline from the Ninja Turtle farm. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> just cranking it, cranking it. I didn't even think about it. I just can't believe we made it like th- this far forward into the podcast and nobody made a joke about switching hands. <laughs> like this one's like, just, like you know, I like to sit on this one's a stranger. It's like our, our go-to joke for every episode. Something, something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we everyone's back and you think, okay, it's all happening. And then I love that shot of Hulk like looking up through the window or the skylight or whatever it is, and you can just see. Thanos's ship like firing down on them and that's the moment in the film where I thought oh shit they killed Ant-Man like yes just, yeah. I thought yeah. oh fuck like oh my god like that's pretty full on because everyone loves Paul Rudd and I thought oh they've just killed him because like I don't see how he survived that but anyway um <laughs> I thought oh he his death is going to be like a senseless one just to showcase how random you know, war is and that kind of stuff. But no, nah, he's all right. He's fine. He just went really tiny. But yeah, did anyone else? Anyone else fear for for Scott? Yeah, I, I, I feared when for I everyone Scott. right there. Yeah. When, actually, when, oh, go ahead. Oh, so, uh, like when I just saw it again, like the second time around, I was kind of looking at that part, and as the windows exploding towards Batman, you can see him sort of like sizing down. So it's pretty okay. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. I, I thought so. someone was gonna bite it in that though. So that was a lot of missiles, and what? everyone was kind of like, "Oh, brush off the dirt." I was so I was so impressed with the amount of confusion they were able to create on screen artistically. So you have that moment of awe, you like the snap, the awe, the beauty, the pe- everything's coming back into place. You kind of you start like you get that moment. You're like. Whew, they're going to work this out and then start just mass chaos in the next moment where you can't really tell. Like I, I'm impressed you went back and you could see him starting to, to shrink down in the initial version, initial watch of that. It is so much happening at once. And we watched it in 3d and maybe it's just me watching in 3d, but it feels like it's, it's all coming at you all at once. And it's hard to grasp everything that's happening on the screen. That's why I want to see it again in 2d. Yeah. Cause I was like, this that's is a lot thing. coming really all at once. And I couldn't really, yeah. Keep my yeah. eyes on anything and I'm just rubble. I was water. originally planning to see it again last night, but got yeah, sick yeah. and couldn't go. I saw it in two D mm. the second time and I think I would want to see it in two D again next time. It's a because lot. there's a lot there. Yeah. Right. It's a lot in three D. The reason we were in three D to begin with was because I couldn't get tickets to anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of three D. I just I don't know. Wait till wait till they shoot the shoot the first movie in VR. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can watch hardcore. So, obviously, they destroy, the, they destroy the compound and we get sort of this, um, well, Thanos comes back down. And I really liked the, the battle with Iron Man and Thor and Cap versus Thanos. Like, I didn't think, uh, I still don't think it beats the, what's the word, like the spectacle of the battle that Thanos has against um Doctor Strange and, and Tony and Spider-Man and all that in Infinity War. But, I mean, it's very, very close for me. But, um, yeah, we, we have to go over it again where Cap Cap does ultimately prove worthy 
to lift Mjolnir. And I thought that that whole moment just paid off perfectly. Like, and he doesn't just lift the hammer. Like, he wields the hammer. He's got the lightning, everything. Like, so well, that it, it might goes, be one of the best moments in the whole MCU. And, and again, it goes back to what Odin said when he, you know, did the incantation. To, or it's whoever can wield is worthy and can wield this hammer shall possess yep. the power of Thor. That's what exactly. he says. That's how it works. Oh, so, I love that they did that, though, that they actually went full force with it, not yep. just like, look, he picked it up and, and is bashing Thanos with it. Like, I like that it's, it's no, he is essentially Thor in that yep. moment because he's lifted the hammer. And he is worthy at that point, too, which which is, again, it bring, they did such a good job in this movie of bringing these characters to, to a conclusion that was right for them, bring the arcs full circle pay off all these little things that happened over the years. And they just did a really good job of that. Okay, then. If that's true, then how many times does Lord Anthony Hopkins, the king of Asgard, have to tell Thor that he's the real elemental power, not the damn tools that he wields? Listen, Thor is the oldest person and the dumbest person in this movie. Let's not pretend like there's any difference. <laughs> Dad keeps on and was like, hey, look at he does. He does yeah, have the power, it's though, you. Mateo, but to your, to, your, to your point, the incantation is on the hammer, so it's magic in a sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, Thor does have, like, Raiden powers and stuff like that, <laughs> but powers. to lift the hammer, you have to be worthy and stuff like that because, like, Stormbreaker, like, you can pick, anyone can pick that up. It's yeah. just... It, it's, it, 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 allows you to channel, it allows you to channel the power. It, it, it's like his focusing. Yeah. Oh, how come the part of Stormbreaker that was made of Groot didn't also disappear? <sighs> oh. Be, be, because at that point it was just wood. No. Some one good arm wood. Did, one arm didn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's... Out. Another, yeah. I forgot. There's another yeah. joke in there for you, Greg. Someone. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> Just the stranger show, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do like that. Like to me, I mean, I'm sure there's other people saying the same sort of thing. Like, why can't he? Why couldn't have Cap have picked it up way back when? It's like, well, if you look at that at the movies back then, like Cap at that time knows that Bucky killed Tony's parents, and he didn't say anything to Tony, so he's sort of being a bit of a shitty friend there. So maybe he's not so worthy in that moment. But um, at this point in the, of this movie, Cap and, and, and Tony are good. They're, they've worked out their shit. They're, you know, it, it, it's all water under the bridge. So, and if anyone's worthy in this moment, it's got to be Cap too, because he's trying to stop Thanos from destroying the universe. So, I mean, it's... How, how the heck is Thor worthy at the point when he's able to grab it? There's got to be more to it. No, he's right? always worthy. Yeah. No, that that was a whole plotline of the yeah. first Thor movie was that Thor needed to prove that he was worthy. Oh, that he could pick it up. Okay. So now he's well he's after gone. his after his mom gives him the pep talk, I think, and then he believes in himself again, so he's yeah. worthy again. So or or maybe Cap was just not wanting to hurt Thor's feelings and move the hammer a bit. Cap's holding back. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh shit! I really he's like, I'm not, not going to do this with Thor right now. It's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to yeah, the um, so I mean, I I like this part of the movie as well because not, I mean, Cap, yeah, Cap gets the hammer and, and sort of, you know, has a has a crack at, at Thanos, but Thanos still beats the shit out of Steve, yeah. and you know, bashes his his shield into several parts, but th that whole moment it just sets up this great shot, which 
actually is a, a big homage back to the Infinity Gauntlet comics where everyone's beaten pretty much and Cap faces down Thanos knowing that he's completely fucked. So, but he's still going to, he's still going to face him anyway. Um, but then of course we, we do get everyone back into the battle and it really is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like Almost. the, the, the little Dr. Strange, you know, holes open up and, <laughs> and everybody. So, so wait, Mike, you're pissed because the X-Men didn't show up. Hey man, X-Men are, I'm not going to go over this a hundred million times. Like, you're like, I want to see Luke Cage. I want to see all the Defenders. No, no, I want to see all the X-Men. It's just part. like, where's Luke Peter Nyong'o? Like, yeah, well, the X-Men had a pretty big part in the comics in the whole series. Yeah, but Disney officially owned the rights to them for like a week before the movie came right. out. So it would have been a little harder saying. to press. I had to say it, I'm sorry. Yeah. So not everyone. <laughs> we'll, we'll get around to the X Men <laughs> in a week. You do what you got. You got to get... cast all your X Men. <laughs> you get you get everyone. You get Doctor Strange and all that. Obviously, you get the Guardians and, and Black Panther and all that. But then there's a whole bunch of armies as well that turn up because you get all these other sorcerers that come with Doctor Strange. You get a yeah. bunch of um, all the armies of Wakanda. There's Asgardians in there, like the, the snapped Asgardians from around the universe. Plus and then the there's Bobbers. Ravages as well, yeah, like yeah. from Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a whole bunch of Ravages. So, I mean, there's there's everyone there. But did did anyone see Howard the Duck? Oh, was, no, was he there? there? No, was he in there? He's there. Oh! There's actually when? barely been substantial consideration to a new Howard the Duck movie. This, this is what yeah. you got. This movie demands watching so many times. And yeah. I, like... For for all the praise that I've heaped on the fucking Zack Snyder movies, like I have to give this movie credit for just the the beauty of this battle scene. Yeah. Like the, the the DC movies, what they've always done well is have like these moments that are like posters and like comic book covers. And this sequence is just wall to wall that. Like Greg mentioned, there's there's calls to the comics, there's Easter eggs, and and they're they're managing to do all this stuff in like just gorgeous shot after gorgeous shot. And it, you can't even appreciate it the first time you watch it. You have to watch it multiple times, multiple formats, just to take it all in. So where where was Howard the Duck? I missed him. When, when yeah. uh, there's that shot and they're all sort of coming back and then Wasp, like, appears. You know, she sort of yeah. grows to full size. Yeah. If you look to her left, you can see Howard the Duck walking through one of the, the Doctor Strange portals and he's got, like, this carrying, like, this big gun. It's only, like, a real little snippet, but it's like, there he is. <laughs> oh, that is so. That's pretty weird. So, like, they brought everyone. Every one of us is on our phone. Yeah. We're all looking at our phones. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, apparently, there is a Howard the Duck Hulu series coming out. Oh. No way. It's, well, be it's, it's one of the. It's one of the. They're doing a bunch of like Marvel cartoons, and Howard the Duck is going to be one of those. Um, yeah, if anything, it's, it's, it's going to end up. A uh, real one's going to end up on Disney Plus. But oh, there's, yeah, there's there's a handful of cartoon series. Kevin Smith is doing one of them, right? One of the. Like, there it is. Does anybody know what I'm talking about with these cartoons? Dude, great. Uh, How the hell did you see that? I've seen oh. it three times. <laughs> How did you see that? Yeah, he is so <laughs> tiny in there. I can't believe you, yeah. you caught that. On the big did screen, now, you'd be like, because I, I was looking for other people, like, where, well, who else might be? Not, not thinking, like, that he would be there. Just thinking, like, okay, because, like, that shot, the first time you see it, the focus is on Wasp because she's right there, and you're like, okay. Oh, cool. She's there. And then off we go. So the second time you're looking around other other places like, oh, okay, there's some Asgardians in the background or, or whoever. 
And then the third time I watched it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is that? <laughs> no, no. That can't be right. And then so I thought, shit, was that Howard the Duck? So when I got home, I had, I had to double check. But, yeah, so it took three times to see it. And even then I wasn't sure it was really him or not because I thought it could have just been like another alien ravager or something because, you know. But, yeah, but of all the returns, am I wrong in saying that, like, Spider-Man's probably hit home the hardest? Especially once he gets the hug from Tony. Yeah. Oh, that, oh Peter's back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that we was, know he's coming back, but still. That that one had some extra behind it. That that and I thought um, Hope coming back was a good one for Ant Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I really think that uh, Peter's return was the most significant. I think because because of what they did after that, mm-hmm. because of how yeah. much involvement, how much he was protecting everybody. You know, he was carrying the stone, and then what happened with Tony? I, I think yeah. that's why that had the most impact, and, and it was and deserved. His, and and his death in the last movie, like just the yeah. oh my god, what's happening? I I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Like just the way yeah. he went away was so great to see him come back yeah. in all his glory. We, we that's forget enough. that Spider Man's a young boy. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah. But Tom Holland, Tom, Tom, Tom Holland is a killer actor. Tom Holland was great. Yeah. And he, and he was that, like that, 30 or whatever. Yeah. How old he actually was. He's 45. Yeah, he's 45. He's the same man. He and Paul Rudd are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> he's Paul Rudd's dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought that whole, the whole scene at the end, um, I was all with it, but I found it weird when Tony Stark's wife like with Paltrow Potts or whatever her name yes, is Potts. and um, she was there and, and there was like there was no shock on either side she's like yeah hey oh doing? then she All shows right. up in, in the yeah. scene and she's oh like, hey. she's rescue what do you mean no she's heartbreaker I thought it was rescue is it is she rescue or it's heartbreaker rescue. It's, it? rescue. it's rescue she's well, rescue in the comics no I know yeah. in the comics in the comics she shows up in, in the suit yeah I know I'm saying in this for we haven't seen her. In, yes, she was Iron Man three. Oh, was she, she jumps in once. Well, she, she jumps yeah, in she, one. she fights in uh, Iron Man three. She doesn't wear armor though, right? She she's just she's got the extremis. Uh, yeah, zero. No, she but, gets in the suit. I think. Yeah, at one she, point. she's in, she is in a suit at one point. Yeah, but she, this, yeah. yeah. that might be on me. That in the beginning you see that Tony's making her a suit. Okay. Yeah, they, they set it up. It's true. Just this like, is the first time my point is when they fought together. It was like they fought like a million times before. They like fought back to back and split in a circle together, and like they'd been training for years, and we just didn't know about it. I thought that was kind of weird. No, nah, they just yeah. you know they're, they're just that in sync. Yeah. You know, well, it's been, they have it's, special it's, special it's, Iron Man sex at the you, lake. You can, <laughs> you can fight like that if you eat an organic diet. That diet. Is also it's also true. Green. It's obviously you can't. And then you yeah. use it's the facial those, cream, it's all crushed the, pearls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's all those all the medicated crystals, Tim. That's my, what it must my, be. My bad, you guys. <laughs> crystals are built into the armor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was waiting for her to come back. Like I'm like, you can't leave Gwyneth Paltrow out of the movie for this long. Oh, like this yeah. is like I'm like, okay, come on, let's do this. Let's bring her back. Let's get her in for a couple more shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was super touching well, the way she tells him that that it's okay. Yeah. No, it right. definitely was. When she was there at the end, it was perfect. I, just I mean, that that does lead to the, the big all-female hero moment, which I've, I've seen some some people sort of shit on that and other people <laughs> love it. 
because um, some people are like, oh, they're just pandering and all this. It's like, eh. So I, I, I asked a um, friend of the show, Stacey, what she thought of it, being that, you know, she's a big fan of these movies and stuff, and she thought it was great. So there you go. Hashtag MCU2. The first time I watched it, I didn't notice it. The second time, I could definitely hear Beyonce's single ladies playing. When she <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't hear single ladies. I heard Halo. Oh, Halo. Halo. <laughs> it was a little, I mean, okay. How long did that scene actually last? Was that like 30 seconds? It was 30 seconds. And what they assemble and then just boom. But, just but, like, what, what, what's like somebody, I've seen some posts, it's like, yeah, the women assembled like they were going to save the day. It's like, well, the men have been getting their ass kicked for the last two and a half hours, so what the fuck? Let's give it a shot. Yeah, why not? You know, I just said with that scene, uh, that, that one shot with all the, the female heroes there, I just had one question for Tim. I just wondered if he was disappointed that Veronica Mars wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I will. She's, she's she's coming back on Hulu, and I'm happy. I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. We're going to have to cover that, yeah, aren't we? Coming, coming in July. Oh, um, I, don't, I don't think Jessica Thompson's awesome. will be back. But no Jessica Jones. No. They could have used her. Uh, well, she's, yeah. <laughs> she was drunk. She's, yeah. yeah. She's drunk. <laughs> she, she's also on Veronica Mars, but spoiler alert, she's, she's dead. She, 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 she oh. dies, in, I think, in the Veronica Mars movie. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so we get we get a lot of battle back and forth. Um, I just, Captain Marvel comes back, obviously, for a bit of a, a headbutt The all-female shot, Greg, the thing I want to say about it, though, is that they it, it really felt like a moment of Marvel just, like, patting themselves on the back, like, look at all these strong female characters that we have. And it's a little unearned. Like, yes, they're great characters, but... Like they I, haven't really done a lot with, but, but I, I think they're jumping into the next phase. Yeah, with fe- and, if, and I think I think that's kind of what it is. Is more not of what we've done; it's where we're going. Because because clearly Captain Marvel is the centerpiece moving forward, and I think I would not be shocked to get a uh, Valkyrie movie or something like that with with new Asgard. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to see Gwyneth Paltrow again. No. Um, Look like, oh, okay, so uh, uh, yeah, like, like, as much as like we've been making fun of her for goop and stuff like that, it's, it's important to acknowledge that she made the first Iron Man movie, like, yeah. Like, having her as a foil for Tony really was a, a crucial part of that character and getting this whole universe going. Was that 21 movies ago, though? Or? It was, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> it's a, a lot of movies ago. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're done to there, but I, I agree with that. I don't think we'll see her again. But yeah, you're right. I no. but, but I, I, I like I like what Jared's saying. Like if this if this is an acknowledgement that like that, that okay like we, like we we know what we have here and you're gonna get some good stuff like that. I, I like that. <laughs> I yeah. Well, we get we do get the, the final battle, of course, and and uh, we'll we'll get to it now where Tony steals the stones from Thanos. And of course, as as Thanos repeats his line of "I am inevitable," we do get one last "I am Iron Man" before another snap. Uh, but of course, yeah, he's he's just a a mere mortal, and of course, it it kills him. So they they did actually do it. They did they did kill off Iron Man, but I I thought they did it pretty well. Like before the movie, I. I didn't like the idea of killing off Iron Man. I just thought, like, eh. like I'm happy with him not to be in any more movies. But I just thought, like, you can't kill him off. Like, he's like the main guy. Like, give him a a, a send off without just killing him. But it the way they did sense. it, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm happy with it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, Tony could never quit. I, and and apparently that I am Iron Man line 
was not originally in the script. That was something added in reshoots because the Russo brothers couldn't figure out how to close it, how to close it, what for him to say. And then some one of the like PAs or something was just like, close it how it started. I am Iron Man. <laughs> It's funny because that that like seems like almost the most obvious line in the movie. Yeah, it, it well, is, but it's also the like the Big Lebowski joke. The Big Lebowski joke was it, the most obvious line. In the yeah, movie. but but that, that but it was obvious and it was also perfect. Yeah, he, it was perfect. Th- there really wasn't much else he could say there or do there that would have been any better. And I, I do like sending him off with a death because Tony can't stop. Tony would never be able to stop. You, you even if you as you see him on the farm and stuff. Something, something like that, you know, or the the lake house in the woods. He's still Tony. He he can't not. He if he has the power yeah. to do it, he's still going. That. The whole reason he gets involved is because like they present him with this problem and he can't not solve it. Like, yes, yeah. it, it's it's just turning in his mind ever since they bring it. Yeah. And you had to have yeah, either that, Tony that, or Cap go. I, I think that was it. Had to be killing Cap would have been very difficult. Tony's right. still just a human, but, and he's on the verge of death from day one. But but here's the other thing, is that they've shown in other movies, like specifically Guardians, holding any any of the Infinity Stones... Will jack you up. Is, will like jack you up. But in this movie, they didn't make it. That was one of the weird quirks was so many people could handle an Infinity Stone without I think it's just the I think it's just the Power Stone, to be honest. Yeah, was it people, just people the Power the Stone? Act, right? like I think so, because... And the Tesseract, but... No one touches the Tesseract right. um, the, the in this movie. Yeah. And, and I mean, even when Tony grabs it out of the vault, he's got his Iron Man hand on. So yeah. there's another one for you, Tim. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, love, I love the line with uh, that Pepper said, like in the in the lake house that they had or farmhouse, and that like the but can you rest? And then mm. when he's dying, she's like, "You can rest now," type thing like that. Mm. That was the tear-jerking moment for me. Yeah. I, I like that line especially because it's almost a bit meta, like as a send-off for Downey Jr. too. It's almost like, okay, like, yeah, it's all about Tony, but it could also be sort of, you know, like the MCU will be fine without you, like Robert Downey Jr. Like you can go away now. Like you, you've done your job. You've, you've helped create all this. Like it's fine. You can rest now, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good moment. For sure. Well, he references they go back to the little thing that he made for his daughter, that uh, that hologram. He references yeah. the Joseph Campbell the hero's journey. Like yeah. you can't have the whole story without having the conclusion and the catharsis, and everything has to burn down for there to be a completion. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was that was well done. Like with the the funeral, I thought too they did a good job of it. It didn't sort of. They they did a good job of making it like a celebration of Iron Man as opposed to be like oh here's the downer part where we all have to like stand around sad like all the characters are standing around sad but we're watching it going like oh look there's everyone and I don't know it was a good way to to send him off I think especially there using was... the little um the the proof Tony Stark has a heart um, <laughs> arc reactor from the first movie like that was cool yeah. There was someone at that funeral that I didn't couldn't tell who they were. Oh yeah, the kid, the kid up the back. Yeah, the that's kid up exactly. The back is the kid from Iron Man Three. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. happy that you knew exactly who I was talking about. The, the, kid, the, kid, who, the kid who like helps him out at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. The same kid. He's in Jurassic World. It's that kid. Oh. Yeah. So he's so he's the Harley. His name is. Wow. 
the, the, kid, the kid in the Iron Man mask is supposed to go on to be Spider Man. The kid from Iron Man Two, right? That's that's that whole. That's Peter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've they've actually retconned that and said, yeah, that's Peter. Yeah. Like they've they went back and yeah. But the, changed the, it. the kid who like lets Iron Man sleep on his couch. That's that's this kid. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was wondering about that too. Ah, there yeah, we I go. Yeah. And I think it was actually the same kid who played. It is. It, yeah. it was it's Ty Ty Simpkins is his name. Um, that was nice of Tony to like stay friends with that kid, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might just think he's in the will or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Tony said, "Hey, I'll give you a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got any suits for me? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll subscribe to Goop, whatever." But <laughs> <laughs> well, and it brings up the idea, you know, with all that is, could they could rather than doing Iron Man, could they do an Iron Legion with actual people with? Tony's daughter with Ty Simpkin with, with somebody else. War Machine. War well, there's Machine. Iron Heart. There's Iron Heart in the comics where um, Riri Williams, her name is, she sort of goes off to become sort of like an Iron Man character, but she's called Iron Heart, which I thought they might have done that with Shuri uh, at some point, but I think they're going to just leave her as her own character. Okay. She'll do some sort of like Black Panther suit or something yeah but, but it, yeah. It, it, it comes back to you know tony said something about we could have done the suit of armor around the world maybe that's what they do now is that they fuck the cook they they do something the legion of that the, kind the, of thing, yeah. yeah do an iron legion you know mm. you have a lot of openings you have the daughter there's a ton of openings. yeah that's, that's a big time jump though to use his yeah. daughter like is what is she like four you know like so you're gonna have to jump forward, like. I mean, in the comics, there were the, people that were. Ant, Ant Man's yeah. daughter is, is forward. She's been thirteen. You have a. You well, Ant Man's like still team. around anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. But you, you could do. The only some really stuff ones. With yeah. But anyway, we'll get we'll finish off with um. With I mean, Thor looks like he's going off to. Being Guardians of the Galaxy three, but he's not the captain. He's not. He's not the captain. As Guardians, as Guardians I, I of the Galaxy, as Guardians of the Galaxy. I really hope also, well, I, I think that they already said Guardians of the Galaxy three is actually happening. That's another one they've announced, is and they're at, yeah. well, they, they didn't say, but I'm guessing but now he has to. They be. made James Gunn an executive producer on this movie, by the way. Like, like James Gunn, who was fired a minute ago, was an executive producer on this movie. I think it's probably because they just needed to really kill their like, '70s cut for the opening credits. <laughs> they, 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 they realized well, they he's. That anyway, one up. James Gunn, so. Yeah, he's back. They basically, yeah. as soon as uh, the next Suicide Squad is done, he's back tomorrow. They're doing that again, but James Gunn's really? doing it. So I, I can honestly see him yeah. stepping they're, they're away from Suicide Squad now as well. Like I can see him I, just being like, "Fuck it, I don't need I to think do they're this now." Shooting. I'm do Guardians. I think they're already shooting. Oh well, they, Greg's saying he's going to walk away mid shoot. Like, no, they're, they're shooting. Huh? They're shooting the Harley Quinn one. Uh, they're not shooting Suicide Squad. The uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Did we really yeah. need a Harley Quinn film? It's a. Yeah. It's a have you been to have, like a comic fest? Every girl thinks she's going to be Harley Quinn. I was just going to say, it's like my favorite. Hey, have I'm you been to Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, uh, that's an entirely different episode. We should talk about really bad cosplay for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe it's not shooting yet because we can uh, all dress up as Thor. Yeah, <laughs> I finally look like Thor. Man, the, the the I think they've ended the movie perfectly, uh, in my opinion, with with Cap's ending. Like he he takes the stones and Mjolnir back, but then finds Peggy and lives out his life. And 
he, he hands the mantle on to Sam. I, I thought when you see it again, there's constant little teasers and setups for this ending. Like he keeps looking at the compass picture of Peggy. Yeah. You know, it, it falls out when he fights the 2012 version of himself and obviously he stares at Peggy through the windows and, and um, 1970. It all sort of adds up. So I'm, I'm glad that if you're going to get rid of Captain America – uh, and if you're not going to kill him off in like a big heroic sacrifice, then to me this is the perfect way to do it. Like give him a happy ending. He finally, so to speak, uh, he finally makes it to the dance that he promised Peggy way back in his first movie. So I yeah. thought it was pretty. It perfect. was great. It, it, yeah, it, it was, was very well. It, and what's a nice thing of, of him giving uh, Falcon the shield? There, it's actually come out that Anthony Mackie said that he found out that was happening. From Chris Evans, they were drinking at the house at somebody's house, and Chris said, "So about the big change." She's like, "What are you talking about?" And Chris Evans ran and grabbed the script, made him read the scene, and that's how Anthony Mackie found out that he was going to be the next Captain America. Was not none of these happening. Anthony Mackie didn't read a lot of Falcon comics in preparation. For yeah, the <laughs> but he but he didn't he didn't know the actual ending at that point. So he yeah. didn't know it was given to him. So that would have been a better after credit scene than the after credit scene that we got. Yeah, you know what? No, I, I, I actually like the Russo's explanation for that. Is this was the end game? We weren't teasing the next thing. There was no reason. Oh, this was it, 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 and what they did at the end was just a little tribute, which we really shouldn't have waited for. We think old Captain. America well, they stole story. that from Star Trek Six as well. So yeah. with, with the, the sign off, the signatures. Yeah. So, oh no, no! I was talking about the uh, the Iron Man taking away and his clink, clink, at the clink, end. Clink sound, yeah, from the key. Well, did you? Yeah, because I've I've heard people online say about that and think like, oh, it, it's a nice callback to the very first MCU movie. I sort of took it as like you know people die and you toll the bell. Like There's I thought that it was too. maybe yeah. meant to be like that, you know, Iron because Man. Iron Man is dead, so like the tolling the bell for him but, and we'll use it, the sound of him clanging away. It's both. I mean, it, it fits both things. Yeah. It's, it, it's, so, wait a second. You went to the whole thing with the signature sign-off? I was feeling like that signature sign-off was just their way of saying these people aren't coming back. No, I think, I think <laughs> that was just a, a nice way to do the ending. Because everybody did it. No, not everyone got that sign-off. Was it just the original six? The original Whatever. six got the sign-off. Yeah. yeah, the original six did. But uh, four, of, four of them, I'm pretty sure, won't be back. Because <laughs> yeah, Iron Man, Cap, Black uh, Black Widow, gone. But we know um, Black Widow's getting a movie, so that's not... Well, who's, who's the other one? one? Who's the yes! Who's, who's the fourth? Who's not coming um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye won't do anything else. He's gone. He's, he's retired to his farm. He's gonna. He's not going to do anything. I don't know about that. It yeah. seemed To me, it seemed like a send-off. Like, like oh, here we go. Sign that thing, we're like done. Startup? Oh, we're done. Okay. Yeah, like we're done. This yeah, is but it, it, it's like signing a piece of art. I mean, they they took it from they took it from Star Trek Six, where they all sign off at the end of that movie as well, same way. Um, but then you know, William Shatner was back in the next one. So. I was going to say he was in the next <laughs> movie after that. Yeah. William Shatner yeah. is not turning down roles. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty cool though. But, I, I liked how they did that. Like everyone got sort of a little credit moment and then the, the big six from that, the original Avengers movie got sort of that sign-off moment, especially that being that they like end on um, Downey Jr. Like that was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah. So. 
Um, all right, so with the movie out of the way, uh, is it better? Is Endgame better than Infinity War? Ooh. It's I, I'm just going to straight out and say I don't think it is. I think Infinity War was a better movie. It doesn't take anything away from this one, but it, See, on, I, on its own, I think Infinity War was better. I, yeah, I, I like the question. I thought it was two acts. Of the yeah, yeah that, that's really what I was about to say. Is I don't know that you can split them up. Like it, uh, it, it, you it can, can split Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all these other things. I mean, it, it's you know they are separate movies because Infinity War does end. Like it's but it's yeah, finished. It, but but it do, it doesn't seem to tell. Like if you're looking at traditional narrative, it doesn't tell a complete story. It, it it is not a a full. You don't close out a story with just that. That's a cliffhanger. It it's a cliffhanger. It is if Thanos is the main character, though. Yeah, if Thanos is the main character, he has the beginning, middle, the, and end in that in that movie. It was the Empire Strikes Back of the series. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's dad. Everybody was sad. But down but tall. look back at the experience. I'm going to give Greg. I'm going to I'm going to tip in your court on this one, Greg. The the emotional realization of the snap in Infinity War is a little more jarring than how things go down in this one. But I, I, that, may, may, that was hard. Watching everybody disappear, Yeah, that was tough. But, but also at the same time, you get Widow's death, you get Tony's death, you get the you you get the conclusion you get that true emotional conclusion like I think I think it was I all in fight like you get all these fights hang on. Like but in, in Infinity War you kind of know something yeah. this isn't all permanent yeah. you, you it is a grab you moment but at the same time I think more of Endgame is more of a, an emotional ride because th- th- there is more permanence to what happens in Endgame the only thing that you know if you want to get technical. Strange tells him right at the, at the time when, when when he exchanges his life. Yeah. What is the line? We're in the end game, but and, and that's why we all knew there was more to come to that yeah, story. This is the, they, you you didn't get the feeling of a complete story knowing that it was it was to come. I, that's why a it's hard to take it as two separate independent things. They're very dependent upon one another. You're taking it one, as one five hour. Piece. Epic. Yeah, yeah, I just I just think like you brought up. Mike, I think you brought up Empire Strikes Back. Like mm-hmm. you say, like yeah, it's the Empire Strike. Like Infinity Wars, the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU. It's like yeah, but no one ever says, oh, I couldn't possibly split Empire and Jedi. No, you're right. You're right. And in saying all that, I would have to say I like Infinity War better. If I, I mean, I don't if, mind if if, if people like Endgame better. It's a very good movie. No, no, I, I just think that I, I need to see I it like more the, times. I like the darker. I, I've watched Infinity War like. Six seven times now. I need to watch really? Endgame more than that once to really. That was a hard drag. That first hour is like rough. We it, and, that, and that's why you know the, there's something you said. I think the other thing is is in, in Endgame is so it, yeah. Well, that, but that's part of it. Is Endgame is such a it, it is a more psycho thriller than it is an action movie because it's an adventure. It's not so much about the fighting, about the big scenes. You know, we get one real. Yeah, there's only Big, one huge. Battle. Yeah, it, it, it's it's more about it's more of a storytelling rather than just mm. the standard act. Like Infinity War is a lot of the action, the fight, the battle. <laughs> Endgame is yeah. more of that that storytelling narrative. You know, the, the, it's like a slow clo- burn. It's yeah. a slow burn. Yeah. It's clo- It's closing the loops, and it does a really good job of you know bringing back everything from from previous films and 
bundling everything up. So as a piece of a final act of 22 films, or as kind of a, you know, you know, if you look at it, again, as the second half of a, of a two-part play, you know, the intermission was the year between. It may stand up better in the end as far as storytelling, because so much of Infinity War was just action and waiting for the snap. The snap, you know, knowing that it gets undone after watching. How would you have felt if this was two films? It was. No, 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 no. If if, If (laughs) Endgame was two films, Endgame one and Endgame two, because really it it was split. I hated Endgame. Yeah, Endgame one would have you would have rather had that push into the end of Infinity War. It would it would have been hard to split this into three. Life is shit because that. My wife asked me, she's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go podcast about a movie that made me cry for like two hours. That- <laughs> that, that, that's the other thing. is I, th- I, think there were, I think that Endgame elicited more emotion than Infinity War. Yeah, it, you know, they, they play with so much through that. You know, you've got the kids and stuff, and, and you've got reun- people being reunited, deaths. Where it, again, it comes back to Infinity War knowing the snap isn't permanent. And that's what I keep coming back to is that the defining legacy of what these two films is is going to be what happened in Endgame. But for a second there, when Tony says, hey, snap them, bring everybody back and don't change anything that's happened in the last five years. Yeah. For that moment, I was wondering, man, what if he snaps and he gets rid of his daughter? Like, pop, and he loses the last five years. Right. He asked him, Tony says to him when he's about to snap and bring everyone back. Yeah. Do what you do not, try not to change what's happened. Because he he's do he's letting her do it with the essence of the fact that he may lose his daughter. No, I don't think that. I don't think he. No, that, that, you, you're reading too much yeah, into a weird. There, oh, there no, was no, some, no. there was something with the quantum realm, the, the time aspect is that because they talked about you couldn't bring them back to five years ago because it would screw with that whole timeline thing that they talked about. You couldn't. Then why bring does Tony say the line? I'll be, find it for you. We'll go back and watch this. I, I understand. He said the line. He said the line. To, well, to how, do it so it didn't screw could, up with what they were doing right then. Yeah. Because that would screw up what they were doing, and Thanos could get the stones again. Like that, right, that's part of it, yeah. If you got the glove and just went, all right, um, I'm going to undo everything, snap. He potentially could have just undone everything, and then they would be back to where they were. And they wouldn't you know have had I mean? the, Thanos would have had yeah, the exactly. gauntlet again. So you had, you had to fix it. You had to bring it to the point where you were fixing that. You couldn't go back to five years and fix it to there because what we were doing in the present didn't happen. It was the only. I think it was more of a shot of losing the daughter. No, it it, that that had nothing to do with it. Zero, Hmm. zero. Because because they needed everything to have been where it was. Because you needed Scott back from the quantum realm. Well, he doesn't want his daughter. He does. Part of the reason, though, Tony, he does mention it a few times, is because he he doesn't want to lose his daughter. But but it's also we need to get. Yeah, but he does say like we. I hope we get everyone back. But I can't lose what I've found. Yeah. So yeah, like he, he, he is that we can't sit here. You know, Jared like, doesn't have what? kids yet, so he doesn't. No, get I I understand that. But what I'm also understanding <laughs> you, so I'm trying to get you to understand is within the rules they established for how the time travel works and the stone works, you couldn't do that and allow them to still win. The only end game was you had to do it in the present where they had accumulated the stones and had a plan to defeat Thanos. Else Thanos was still going to be in possession of a glove. That's the whole point. That's the yeah. whole crux of this. But then I can like break your entire thing by saying that, that Cap went back, took that, went back and lived his life out, and there would have been no Cap there to help them 
developed everything they needed to develop in their but, own timeline. But there was. But Cap, Cap was in the was timeline. Two big, big, yeah, he, he was at two different ages. Yeah. He was he mm. he was he would never have been the same age at any point. He could have been living in secret because if you remember in previous Marvel movies, they said something about Peggy having a secret husband. It yeah. was yeah. him oh, at a different age Be, because before. because you still it, within that timeline, even where they're at, that the old Cap still could have been there. Which means that on on September tenth, two thousand one. Captain America was just sitting around. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he yeah. couldn't do shit about it. Mother and yeah. asshole. Right? And he had a shield, too. He there there was also the Russos explained something. that When he did that, he when he returned it and he stayed, he created an alternate reality like um, the ancient one was talking about, but where the prime, te- the prime timeline still continued because he had returned all the stones. For all we know... But he, but he somehow he's 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 in the prime timeline though, right? Like they, he's he just kind of yeah. walks there. He doesn't time show. Yeah, they, they tried to explain that in a funny way, but again, it still goes back to they couldn't bring everybody back to five years ago because they wouldn't have been in a position to win, and that's why they had to do it to now when they were in the position to win. I'm still going to contest that he didn't want to lose his daughter. Yes, he, I'm not he arguing that he didn't want to lose it. You're, you're arguing a separate point. The, the very clearly established stakes. Okay. I think, I think we un- we understand that, that, that yeah. he doesn't want to lose his daughter. But he also <laughs> yeah. can't do the other thing because it wouldn't fucking work. Hey, can That's you, what I'm trying to explain to you. say this two more times for me? I just, I just want to figure this out. Six times <laughs> because Mateo still can't figure this no, shit out. No, it's not that I don't figure it out. I think that there's, you're missing a point. In the, the, it's central. But get your hand off your head, goddammit. <laughs> by the end of the movie, that's, that's not something that we're worried about. We've, we've yeah. established very well no. that, that we're doing this in a way that we will not erase Tony's daughter. So we're all yeah. agreeing that Tony only said that because he's worried about losing his daughter. We all agreed on that there, right? So no, Jerry you know, didn't. You could just, you could no. just make another one, See? Tony. That's the fun See? part. Bro. Thank you, 5D. <laughs> There is one little note I had as well um, early on when uh, um, it's going to call her Scarlet Witch. Um, Black Widow is there with the little hologram meeting with everybody. Um, Okoye mentions like, oh, there's an earthquake under the ocean near the African plate. And they sort of, they talk about it for a little bit for a second. Like, oh, what do we do about it? Oh, nothing. It's, it's just an earthquake. Don't worry about it. I do wonder that if it's, in the ocean near the African plate, is this a, a possible tease for Namor? Because in the comics, Atlantis does go to war with Wakanda. So I wonder if Namor shows up in Black Panther 2. Could Wait, be nothing, where, where but it might be one of those moments we look back on and go. At the oh. beginning of the earthquake under the sea. Oh. Is that what you're talking about? When she says yeah. 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 I feel uh-huh. like... I feel like now would not be a great time for Marvel to introduce no. Namor. I, I, I think that was more of a – and maybe it was, but I think that was more of a – that Widow was worrying about too much about stuff that could, she was trying to control yeah. too much as yeah. she was yeah. getting ready to snap. Yeah, It's probably more likely. I just thought it was interesting. Having, it yeah, but anyway. that would, like, if, they, um, if they really want to – I don't think it is. Foreshadowing, right? Could be Potentially. Yeah. Or if they're building up a new universe and – Ready to get rid of some characters, introduce some new ones. That would be a good yeah. one to introduce. It, it could also bear on the next Black Panther movie. Like we don't know what that's going to be either. But they're well, that's what I was saying. It, it could be that, yeah. yeah. Like because in the comics they do go to war. So you think they would bring in yeah. Namor not not as like a Submariner movie, but as a villain? Yeah, like as a movie. villain. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That'd be more interesting. And then they become friends by the end of it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think, like, with the success of Aquaman, it'd be, it'd be a tough sell to be like, hey, here's another movie about Atlantis. 
Yeah, Marvel but, don't seem to fear much though. I don't. Yes, think that's that's good. Well, watch this. We're gonna do what you just did and do it better again. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're wrapping things up. But the last question I have for you guys, like, uh, we did this on the Infinity War episode as well. Like, basically, who who was the standout character for you in this one? Uh, Mike, do you wanna wanna have a crack first up? Oh, man, I'd say either Howard the Duck or. Um, <laughs> No, I think if I had to pick a, a standout character, oh man, I wasn't ready for that question. Um, maybe I'm not talking, am I? No, you're not. I, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with Howard the Duck. I honestly, I don't. I can't think of one particular. Come back to me. I'm, I'm not ready. For all right, all right, Tim. Uh, I. I, I, I want to say Nebula, but for me, it was it was totally Hulk. I just like every every minute of him being on screen was just such a joy and such a surprise because I, I had no idea that was coming. And with how little we saw Hulk in the last movie versus what what he's become in this movie, that that was one of the big surprises for me. And I, I just really enjoyed seeing him that way. And obviously, he has a bunch of big wins throughout. Um, you know, his whole thing convincing the agent to give him the stone, successfully pulling off the snap, etc. Like he's he has a good run. And yeah, I just love him. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Right, you. Um, I like seeing Cap get finally what he wants because he always does things for everybody else. A chance for to finally once in his life to get to do something that'll make him happy. Yeah. That really, that was the that was the grip one for me. What one watching him kick ass from beginning to end. Finally, when he picks up the hammer, and then finally getting to set everything down and just have a life. That was pretty awesome. And showing off his ass the whole time, too. Yeah, let's let's not forget. To, he got to look at his own ass. <laughs> just, just take it all in. Just really like, appreciate it. I mean, think about, like, if, if any of us had to, like, stop and look at our own ass, like, that would just be, like, it would just be a... a, a We'd be reconsidering yeah. some life choices. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, about you, Craig? Any, uh, any standouts? Um, I would say for me, probably would be the Ronin, uh, Hawkeye, um, character arc. Uh, like one of you guys said earlier was, I really didn't care too much about the character until that, that first scene of the movie where you're like, oh shit, that got real. And then when they finally started introducing, uh, when you figure out that they're introducing the Ronin character, I was like, all right, I can get, I can get behind this, this character now. Yeah. yeah, they definitely did a good job with him. See, I, I'm, and, I'm uh, still tossed up between the Hulk and Ant-Man. Because, like, they both committed, like, a much-needed comedic relief during that, like, really depressing first hour and a half. They really held me in there and looking forward to what was going to happen next. So I, I'm going to go with Ant-Man just because Hulk has already said. But uh, cool. both of them. But Ant-Man did uh, pee himself at one point. Yeah, he did. He was nice. Nice. He's human. <laughs> I, I'm really torn between the obvious, which is Tony getting the completion of his arc, and Nebula, who I think, like, like I said earlier, a, a great character development and coming around and how critical she was to a lot of the stuff that occurred in this film and getting people in position and sharing the information. You know, she's part of what, incidentally, what drives Thanos to be in the final battle and all that. And, and but. It's hard to go away from Tony, who we saw the conclusion and the perfect closure to what kicked this all off. Robert Downey Jr. was 
like pitch perfect. We saw him desperate. We saw him angry. We saw him, you know, thoughtful. We saw him, you know, nurturing. He, he had everything in this film. And then to end, really to end with the th- same line that, you know, he ended the first movie that really punched it home with, with the I am Iron Man. It's really hard to argue that that what he wasn't the center point and the standout, you know, getting the moment with his dad, you know, seeing him as a dad, him with, with, uh, Peter Parkin, it, it all just kind of wrapped up and closed everything so perfectly for him that it's hard not to pick him as the standout, even though it was built to be the standout, you know, him and, him yeah, and Cass. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it does, it wraps everything up perfectly perfectly for Iron Man. It's full circle and all that. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to go against him. I, I, I'm a bit with Mateo, though. I, I'm sort of with with Cap, I think. Um, yeah, you watch it again. His, his ending is hinted at pretty much the whole movie. Um, I love he got to wield the hammer. He got to say Avengers Assemble, finally. Um, and, yeah, he got a happy ending with with Peggy and all that. So, But, yeah, and, and he, to me, his ending, Captain America's ending is so good it made me okay about them killing off Tony. So, which I said before the movie, <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of the idea before the movie, but now, like, I wouldn't change it, honestly. Like, it, it, they turned me around on it. So, um, and then, yeah, honourable mention to Nebula as well because um, she, she got to play, well, Karen Gillan got to play past Nebula, the villain, and current hero Nebula in the same movie. So, it's a pretty big task for a character that, I guarantee maybe two percent of people knew who she was before that Guardians, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So, and myself included, I had no well, idea. Well, so. most people didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before the Guardians of the Galaxy exactly. movie. So that's no, that's right. I only that's right, but that, that's the thing. But you say, oh, Nebula, the people know who they're talking about now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Alrighty, well, that's it for uh, for this episode. So before we enter our own end game. Please follow us all on Twitter. Uh, the show is at unfunny end tangent. I'm at Greg T 13. Jared is at superdue 75. Tim is at Tim Agni and over on attack of the Mateo is at Matt underscore Morales. Craig is at WWE chef and Mike is at maple syrup dick. But as always, <laughs> all roads lead to at the steel cage. And uh, unfunnynerdtangent.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes or uh, wherever you get your podcasts because, yeah, that'll really help us out. And more importantly, head to thesteelcageshop.com and do whatever it takes to get your Mon Milf my t shirt because she's even better than the Soul Stone. So, <clears throat> as the uh, MCU Infinity Saga wraps up, that's it for episode 75 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. Thanks again to my fellow Commonwealthers, Craig and Mike, for joining us. Indeed. Thank you, buddy. And thank you to the Patriots that are on this uh, broadcast as well. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, of course, everyone's favourite spider dad, Matteo. Good to have you on again. <laughs> and uh, for Jared and Tim, my name is Greg. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, I love you 3,000.
What's that, Sam? You want to know about her? Yes, I think I'll tell you. You see, all I ever wanted to do was share a dance with Peggy. So I went to her house, we put on some music, and... I mean, it just turned out that we kind of moved around a little. It really wasn't all that exciting, Sam. So I looked down at my watch and decided it was time for me to come home. Peggy said, Cap, we haven't even made a whoopee yet. <laughs> Sam, nobody ever told me about whoopee. Why, Bucky must have known. You knew. Why didn't you guys tell me? Well, Peggy told me. Turns out that what a man's got and what a woman's got, Sam, they, they fit together pretty nicely. And after a little while, Peggy said, that was fast. But I said, Agent Carter, I could do this all day. And I did, Sam. And the next day, and the next day. And, of course, I had the super soldier serum. Peggy, well, she got a little older, couldn't quite do it as well as she used to. And it was okay, Sam. I, I stayed with her. We did what we could. And then, of course, you know, she passed away. And I suppose you're wondering why. Why I would sit by and not come help you guys with Baron Zemo or with Thanos and all those Infinity Stones. The thing is, Sam, after Peggy passed away, I learned something. I learned that I could do it myself. And, well, that's what I've been doing all the rest of these years. Anyway, here's a shield I brought for you. It's yours now. Looks good on you. Now that I think about it... Tony probably made some jokes that were sexual in nature. I never understood his jokes, Sam. Do you think Banner and Nat ever... I mean, geez, Nat and I were traveling together quite a bit. We could've... Oh. What about Thor? Do you think Thor and that scientist... Oh, he told you about it. The scientist and her friend? The one with the heavy coats? Sam, how does that even work? It... Oh. Sam, <laughs> my heart!